Hey, Paul, you can call Roman Reigns. And you can tell him. Daddy's back. Adam Pierce himself, it is official. The Viper is coming back to SmackDown. Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shine this up real nice. Hell, sleep with it if you want to, because next week she's coming home with me. Oh. By the way, I almost forgot. Go fuck yourself. There you go. It is I, the professor, and we are back, disciplined, and better than ever. We're here, and I'm ready, as the Top of Wrestling Podcast is always here every Wednesday at 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. It is the never-ending Season 5 episode, and or well, season, really, but uh, another episode that's evolved in that, and it's on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and VX. You subscribe, you like, you share, you win. And, uh, hey, I'm ready to dive into today, as always, like I always am, and uh, we're going to be talking bringing to the table. We got the Monday Night Wars 25 years later with a a live event of a pay-per-view, if you will, and we even got a movie of the week, and plus we got news. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who brings all the news, ODM. I have no intro for this, so we're going to go right into the news. Uh, (coughs) Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I I worked so hard to be solid, took a couple takes. Well, you know, much much like you're bringing it to the tables in most of your stories, the intro takes 25 minutes. So by the time we get there, I'm just ready to jump in the news and get the show started. Dude, (laughs) look it. It's an audio show. I have to give detail. And not you know what I mean? more the people. You got to know if they got that. You got to know if they got that paper towels or that shit that hangs on the wall. If they got that powder kind of shit that powder kind of soap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to know if they got what is it? Urinal cakes in the urinals. I got fucking god. That's such a you good. Yeah, it's true. You're gonna have splatter diarrhea all over the wall. <laughs> it's an anecdote. <laughs> oh, the funny man, story man. happened. You while you're in a John. If hey, you know what? If I don't get the chance to say this, if anybody, any girls, if you're single between <laughs> the ages of eighteen to twenty-eight, please don't come hang with us. We're married. We're fine. We're good. But uh, did you see that Ric Flair did a great impression of uh, Beyonce? Beyonce. I was gonna say. Like, I, th- I think he misunderstood the lyrics a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> all the single ladies, come fuck me. 
<laughs> jump on this old man. That's the best part is it that is. was last week. And some fucking eight hours later, one's dynamite goes off the air 10 hours later. And this dude's like, who wants to take a ride on Magic Mountain? Space Mountain. I don't want yeah, Bu- I don't want Buster coming after us. It, thank you, thank you. Uh, and th- so okay, I did see it. It's funny how many people are like, "Dude, this guy should be in jail." Okay, he didn't say fourteen to seventeen year old sure. girls. Okay, look now, is this a step below the plane ride from hell? Yes. However, nobody is to blame, but Tony Khan himself. If you hired New Jack. And someone dies. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, obviously, you yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah, I, yeah, I get yeah. it. He's gone. But I'm saying, like, you know what I mean. Like or like, it's you cannot be shocked when that happens. You know what I mean. If you bring Snoop Dogg out, you can't be surprised if he's high or not. You know, it's there's multiple things like that. This well, right done that. here, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can. Yeah, his his uh, was it the <laughs> splash? <laughs> At least he had a better match at WrestleMania with Miz because of uh, Shane McMahon. That was great. Yeah, that was phenomenal. The elbow drop was sick. But going back to this, what did you expect when you got Ric Flair? The dude is older and senile than ever. There's no way he's not. You know he's back in the 70s, and he's like, Tony and I are ready, baby. It's 6.05. Woo! Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean... Basically, the promo was, ladies. Oh, I'm not, by the way, I, I'm not uh, a- accepting or uh, a- enabling this. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying, like, but what the fuck did you think you were getting when you hired Ric Flair? Besides the last match. Yes, please, give me his uh, his speech and then his follow-up tweet. Well, he basically gets in the rings and he says, all the 18, 28 single ladies, you ever have gonorrhea? You want it? Um, <laughs> what? Uh oh. Yeah, basically invites all the ladies uh, to come to his side, and they struck it from the broadcast. They they didn't air it. Um, and Flair had a response. Uh, quote: I am so tired of hearing all this negativity. I don't need to work, and I don't need the money. Can I simply enjoy being my dear friend Sting's side for the next few months without so much hatred? I know I'm old, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy life. I have earned the right to do whatever I want, and I'm exactly where I want to be. I appreciate everything, Tony Khan, but I'm more than willing to walk away if I am embarrassing you and your company. All I can say is I'm sorry. Sounds like a bitch. End quote. Like a baby. It, it, it just, the whole, the whole, uh, it, you know what? Fine. If it's me, I'll just go. If you guys don't like what I'm doing, it's fine. You know, just, yeah. can't I just be by my friend's sting side and I don't need the money? Uh, let me say something. If you want to be by Sting's side, why is it taking you four years or five years to get into AEW? Right? Four years, we'll say. Uh, to be by his side while Darby's been there the whole time. You're just, you're finding places where you can go. You're making a weed brand. You're doing this. You're doing this. You did a fucking last match in this year, for Christ's sake. Was it this year or last year? I think it was last year. Last year, sorry. Maybe. Um, Buster. Yeah. No, no, it was last year. My point is, is... You can't say you don't need the money. You're here for the money. Oh, of course. You know it, that it, you're full of shit when you say. It. And it's well, if nothing else, course. if nothing else, he is there to promote his mushroom elixir. But money, yeah, 
Um, I don't care, dude. It's funny because there's so many great videos that have come out. I tagged you in one that was the WWE draft in like 20 or 2009. Punk was drafted to Raw while SmackDown got Edge. And they go, wow, what a trade. Edge is gone and now we get CM Punk. And it's funny how that plays to nowadays, right, with what really happened over there. Um, another one I saw that was really good was Triple H talking to CM Punk in the ring. And it was during that summer of Punk in, in 2011. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's like, you have that. You have the pipe bomb. He goes, but what happens when the pipe bomb goes away and you don't have this platform and everywhere else? He goes... No one's there to hear it, but you have to come back here for people to hear. And I was like, oh my shit, he predicted the future as well. But same thing with uh, circling back on Flair. Man, what direction is Tony going? You've hired in the last several months Adam Copeland, Ric Flair. You've put Big Show in a main event on TV. Um, I mean, everything has just been point into this is old school WCW with week to week booking. Yeah. As far as the product goes, yeah, no, it's terrible. And I think it's not even as bad. I mean, it's as bad as, uh, uh, Oh my God. Russo, you know, what's as bad as that. I mean, Bischoff, I mean, as much as you want to make fun of it, when you go back and look at it, their biggest issue was that it was three hours. If you trimmed it down, you know, at least in the beginning, it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? He could at least structure the TV format and and book somewhat of a continuous story. The booking got lazy after a while, but um, yeah, it's uh, and I think worse than that. See, and here's the thing: I don't even think it's that big of a deal. He's Ric Flair. He's always been a creep. And yeah, you can say, "Oh, well, the times yeah. are changed, and you can't get away with that." But the fuck that he can't. He can be that creepy if he wants. I mean, he, no, he, and here's the thing: if he was out there helicoptering, fine, I get it. But you know, he's not—he's not doing that anymore. He's at least, you know, it, it's just words, and I think people are just too fucking sensitive. I will give you that. Yeah, and I didn't think his statement was that bad, but I mean, we'll we'll kind of transition here. I mean, um, you know, there's there's AEW definitely seems to be going in the shitter real fast. There's been some frustration with other wrestlers, but one thing I didn't see in the notes, and I'll bring it up here. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, not the Taskmaster. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, who was a, a TV producer for um, Impact. Post production for AEW. Yeah, yeah. He used to work for Impact. Uh, yep. Does it did AB, you know, oh, AEW, and uh, he got fired. And apparently, uh, the roster's a little discouraged by that. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of discouragement, and Tony just seems to be a sinking ship. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. It's funny because I, I saw that he did a lot of post-production. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it makes you wonder some of those vignettes, like your acclaimed videos, your uh, Derby videos, things like that, if they're like, well, we're going to cut out on that shit right now. And that's why people could be upset. I don't know if that's exactly what this guy did. Um, I was going to add on to something earlier when you had mentioned Nitro being three hours. I'm going to go on a limb right now and say I bet within one year Tony puts dynamite to three hours. I don't think he'll have the ability to do so in a year. I think I think they'll be screwed. And here's the best part. Uh, You know, his dad is, as far as we can tell, a responsible business owner. It'll be interesting to see if he steps in at one point and goes, listen, I'm happy to give you all your fucking inheritance now, but this is just a dumb business decision and you need to fold or sell. 
Like I, I you know, it's funny if they had put a little bit more effort into the Jaguars, they actually maybe doing they they would maybe even make you know good spots in the playoffs. But well, they would have done fine. The they were doing spot. fine until Trevor Lawrence got hurt, but that's a different story. Oh, well, there was that too. Yeah, um, you know, with the disgruntledness in AEW, we will jump to that. Um, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy have both kind of said, you know, they feel like they are just dwindling around and, you know, they feel displaced there. And it's funny because Hardy left WWE for that, or I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy left WWE for that exact reason. Remember when he was just standing around during a 24-7 chasing, Mm -hmm. 24-7 championship, chasing people? He's no different. They brought him in as a nostalgia act. The best thing that either of them, or well, they're really not either of them, but the best thing that, I mean, really take a look at Matt Hardy's career in AEW. Nothing major has ever really happened. His most memorable thing that comes to mind is taking that head bump at all out on the concrete oh, off God. the top of yeah. that scaffolding. That sums up his career. And Jeff Hardy's career, if not for it, and I'm talking AEW, if not for getting in trouble again, I would say his most memorable AEW moment would be his debut where he decided to dance his way to the <laughs> ring instead of saving his brother yeah hey everybody what do you think of this yeah 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 put your hands in the air yeah yeah uh horrible horrible it and it's funny because like they did have a match against the bucks at that double or nothing a couple years back the same one that our back and forth meme was created for hell of a drug or you know just going back and forth that match was so lackluster because I think like a day later, Hardy was like said to be under the influence and shit. I say Hardy, Jesus Christ, Jeff, um, the natural uh, under the influence. Yeah, Hardy. yeah, the natural choice. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I do not want to see them go to WWE. No, and I think there's two smart to, to sign them back at this point. Uh, if you really want a good laugh, listen to the latest. I don't know if it's the experience or the drive-through, but Brian Last reads the quote. <clears throat> it was a long quote about Matt's oh my frustrations. God, is, it's so yes. bad. It's so bad. Wait, is it like where he's like, just that, like, we get like so many you uh, know. fans that like us, but like, you know, you know. we like <laughs> want to, and it was like likes, you know, you know, oh, and it's funny because he was like, what a horrible fucking se- or, uh, interview this is. I, I laughed at that. That was a really good one. <laughs> Um, I, I just remembered discipline, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying a new thing out. Today. Yeah, I know, right? That's why so, I'm staying silent here. <laughs> I realized, yeah. Well, hey, look, we've been working on it. We're, we're fixing it. Anyway, <laughs> kayfabe, pal. Couple other people that have been a little upset. Apparently, Jay White wasn't really happy with his entire direction with the MJF feud. No shit. Um, never should have been in there. Never should have been the guy to get pinned clean. Uh, not clean, but whatever you want to call it, with MJF. Uh, right. It was, you just killed one of your better heels in the company. Mm-hmm. All you have left heel-wise right now in your company that's decent is Samoa Joe. And if you have him fall to MJF again, <laughs> he better just pack Ray up and go to WWE with, and see if Triple H will give him a shot. You know, yep. no Vince McMahon, I think Samoa Joe could maybe do some good shit over there. I don't even care if he went back to NXT. AEW's a sinking ship, I'm sorry. But one of the biggest ones was a tweet by Britt Baker. Did you see this one? Oh, yeah. I saw it. 
So, the tweet was, for tonight's Dynamite, MJF, 7-minute promo. Christian, 10-minute promo. Britt Baker in all of 2023 promo. Zero. That one actually shocked me. I, for some reason, thought maybe she had a promo somewhere along the line. I mean, she was in the world title match for All In and Wembley. All that stuff. She seriously has not had any promo time. She was the most over female two years ago, maybe almost a year ago. Now, mm-hmm. oh yeah, your most now our most over female is Rhea Ripley. Britt Baker should have been way above her at this point. She had a jump start on Rhea at that point, if you ask me. Yeah, right. and, and and there was a report on why she's been absent lately, uh, and apparently it doesn't have to do with creative issues. Um, apparently, she's got a bad back, so. And then I think she's she dealt with an illness uh, recently. So to when they were in Pittsburgh, so it's one of those things where I wouldn't doubt that she's frustrated. But right now, it, the covers. Let's put it this way: the cover story is she's got a bad back, and that's from playing Dick the Seth Heed. Rollins thing. That's from Dick Heed Dave himself. Dick Heed Dave, uh, and we're gonna <clears> get back to him actually really soon. The other, you know, here's some funny things about AEW. You know, I I have to shit on them for a minute. Punk returned to AEW twice. Yeah. So I'm talking May of 2022 and then June of 2023. Since both of those returns and he went to WWE, do you know that Malachi Black hasn't even had a singles match in all of that time? Jesus Christ. Since May of 2022, Malachi Black has not had one singles match. That's ridiculous. That is wasted talent. Saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Hate to go with a Bronx Tale quote, but Jesus Christ. I hate to keep going, well, maybe he should go back to WWE, but if Triple H is seriously in charge, you could make NXT your third brand. I mean, they still have guys going down there still to this date. You got Johnny Gargano going down there. Um, they've had women going down. Becky Lynch has been there a lot. I Dirty Dom keeps going there, obviously, because he's your North American champion. You can make it a third brand. Get some of your old guys back. Get them out of contract over here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go that route. I think they're just going to leave it as developmental, and I think that's really they should. They should use their existing talent that they don't use as much or some of the bigger names just well, go down every once in a while. Well, I don't mean full brand like that. I'm saying a couple of guys that could, like right now, Baron Corbin is full-time NXT. I'd be okay with Malachi being full-time NXT because he could get lost in the shuffle on WWE TV. Lord knows I don't even know what Karrion Cross is even up to anymore. Yeah, I know. Last thing I saw him in was a picture, an Instagram picture of him and his wife at a concert. (laughs) Don't tell me I was there at that concert. No one could do a Ventura adventure uh, uh, impression better than him. So the other funny thing to me, and here's how AEW is thinking. Here's the multiple straws. Here is the multiple directions and not knowing what you should be paying attention to. Ring of Honor final battle used to be seriously one of my favorite pay-per-views. I mean, if not for nothing, it was one of the only Ring of Honor pay-per-views I would genuinely get each year or at least sit down and watch it. I remember the very final pay-per-view in 2020, and I was like, oh my god, the company really is completely going under. And it was before TK bought them. And 
I, that was final battle. It was huge. That was where FTR showed up, by the way, and got in the Briscoe's face for the first time, too. That was big. Did you happen to see the ticket uh, details for Final Battle as of recent? I have not. It's said to be set for 3,700 people to be in this arena in Garland, Texas. 3,700. It's pretty small. That's like half the fucking Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York, which tells me that's the half of the the side that's not getting used, as always, in AEW. Which, I, by the way, I don't even know if we said it last week. It's still one of the funniest things. Punk looking to the other side going, holy shit, there's people on this side too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 3,700 tickets can be sold. They sold... 996, not even breaking a thousand, 996 as of this recording for Final Battle 2023. Uh, Your world championship match isn't there because, well, that just got tossed up into the Continental Classic. We don't have a world title. Your TV championship does have a stipulation to it. They are bringing back Survival of the Fittest, which is cool. Uh, it's a cool concept. It's basically what deadline is going to be this coming Saturday with NXT, uh, with their survivor challenge. But the other match is like Keith Lee versus, uh, who's the big guy, uh, Shane Taylor, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. So just two meaty guys. That's it. No wonder the fucking thing has 996 tickets sold. I'd be waiting for day of to find one for ten bu- for ten bucks. No problem. Absolutely, you'll probably get one too. Yeah, seriously. Uh, that's and that's your AEW as of late. Um, but one more thing to add into AEW is a lot of people are like, "Oh well, Serena Deeb had a lot of heat backstage. Uh, that's why you haven't seen her on TV." They also said Thunder Rosa had a lot of heat backstage. Yeah. And, you know, did she? Did she not? Well, Serena Deeb. Has been away because since last October, she has had three unprovoked seizures. And she released a video, and I'm not sure if you happened to catch it. Uh, It was, no, you didn't. Okay, it was very emotional. Like, she breaks down a couple of times in it. And this is not, and I'm not talking like kayfabe kind of breakdown like they do in interviews. This is just her. It looked like it was set up with just a phone and doing it and, you know what I mean, and just sitting there talking. It's not like it was produced by AEW to put it out there. It was just her. Um, she said she's looking forward to trying to get back in the ring, but, she, you know, she's trying to make sure her medical uh, safetyness is obviously what comes first. So hopefully she's going to be okay. But it's that's the stupid fucking reports from your uncle dickhead Dave or dickhead dickhead Dave <laughs> dickhead Dave dickhead Dave yeah I've been doing that a lot lately I just I yeah I think I'm stroking out anyway uh you know last week or a couple of weeks ago I was like well what's the pay-per-view that's going to be for WWE in December they usually have TLC um well this will be the third year in a row actually a couple years ago they didn't have one in December, and then they had one day one, which was New Year's Day, as you know. Oh, remember. yeah. You remember Brock lost Brock. the title in the first match, won in the end? Yeah. Uh, last year, they didn't do one, and again, it's the same theme. No December 
pay-per-view. And I got to say, it took you many, many, many years to figure it out, but smart. Because no one's paying attention at this time of year, man. They have way too much stuff going on. The Survivor Series is big enough, but we're all really, really, really just waiting on the Rumble. Whatever you do in, in December is just fluff. They probably point. they probably realize that. That's probably why they're not doing it. The only show will be this Saturday, and that's the NXT Deadline Show, uh, which is headlined with Baron Corbin going for the NXT World Championship against Ilya Dragunov. Look, I got to say, if you haven't watched Corbin on NXT in the last couple of months, you seriously need to watch him. Not the same guy that you used to hate. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's back to the guy that real. we used to like. Thank you. The lone wolf. The guy yeah. that, you know, when he first came in, had the long hair. Uh, man, I'll never forget him doing the his finishing move to a, uh, God, a big motherfucker, too. I can't remember his name right now. Short, stocky guy, too. But he was able to lift his ass up. You know, he's a, he's a good hand. Yes, he he's got a great and, move. Uh, he's got the great move where he slides out. Irish whip to the corner, but he slides under the ropes, comes back in on the other yep. side. Great move. Um, you know, he just won. End of days. <clears throat> there's end of days. And end of days is the one. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that. That's kind of like the, uh, it's almost like a power Russian leg sweep almost. Like he kind of bends over and then throws the guy back. Yep. I like the deep six, which is almost like a blue thunder bomb. Uh, that is yes. really fucking great. Um, do you know that Baron Corbin just won a jujitsu tournament? I just saw that yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know what else? You know what else I saw is I, I read a thing. He said, I'm happy being a loser. He goes, no matter what, he goes, if I lose, the guy who goes over wins. He looks good. I look good. We all look good. I'm like, guy's got a smart head for the business. And now he's over here doing jujitsu tournament, helping people look really good in uh, NXT. Look, I don't think he's going to win the title. No. But you can also go with never say never. I mean, how do you know they may not be bringing uh, Dragonoff up to the main roster at some point? You know, yeah. you just don't know. I did, it's he's been on the developmental area for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has gone up, including JD McDonough, but him. You know, and you know, you're mentioning how well it's been a developmental roster. I mean, like I said, I'm high on the Creed brothers. I'm very big on uh, Hayes and uh, Trick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all those guys, I'm like, I'm really into it all of a sudden. I'm like, I, I'm getting it. It's brand new, fresh people, and uh, I'll take it. It's been great to watch, and it's on TV. It's not like you have to go to YouTube to watch these shows. You know, the television title tournament that you could find online. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that still gets me. Yeah, I, I can't even. Uh, I'll let you take over for the next couple of here. This is, should be some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, so, uh, you know, one of our favorite uh, catchphrases from WWE today is obviously yeet. Uh, that's a, a Jey Uso kind of thing. Uh, it started, I think it really got into prominence when uh, they did the post. What 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 event was it? What was it? Uh, it wasn't SummerSlam, was it? Cody and Jay? Are you talking about Cody and Jay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been well, even before that. They were doing it in the bloodline because uh, they were saying it a Sammy. lot. And, uh, Sam, Sammy, Sammy would be like, "Yes, right. Yeet, you're right, you're right." So uh, well, I'll never forget the time when they were like, "It's your tribal chief." He's like, "Bring it, your blah blah blah." He's like, "Yeet!" Fucking Sammy was on fire at those times. Anyway, please. Uh, but they can't use it anymore 
Apparently, it was trademarked a couple years ago by some indie wrestler in the Carolinas, I think. Oh, they couldn't pay this one off? I mean, when you read the person's name, you're like, who? And they specifically said the state that they were a wrestler in, so you know they're fucking indie as indie can be. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll get there. Maybe they. Maybe they're just. Didn't like, they sell it. shirts? Not anymore. Didn't they sell shirts that say "E"? Not but anymore. But they already did. Well, then they'll have to deal with that as it comes. So, do they owe money to? Probably, they'll probably be a lawsuit. Wrestler? Yeah, they'll probably be a lawsuit. Huh? Interesting. I mean, if that wrestler's smart, well, we're not going to stop saying it. Yeet. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't getting paid, so they can't can't get blood from a stone <laughs> unless you're Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh. So it appears there's not a lot of details on this. <laughs> I was like, well, unless you have a kidney stone and you're pissing one out and has blood on it. That's a different story. <laughs> uh, again, no no firm details on this, but uh, if you go on the WWE merch store today, speaking of, you will see some Shamrock t-shirts. And yes, I do mean Ken Shamrock. Uh, it seems that he has re-signed with WWE on a Legends deal. So who knows if he's going to be a candidate for the Hall of Fame this year. I bet you. You know why? It's been 26 years since he's debuted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, at, uh, obviously, WrestleMania, where he made his first real big debut as the referee for Hart and Austin. But, yep. you know, we just watched him turn heel and join the corporation 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Recently, I'm like, at this time, he was a big player in the game, and the very first crossover to stay. I mean, you had some football players, but we never at that point, we wrestlers, we in the wrestling community never got to watch a boxer crossover and stay full-time or any other UFC guy. He was the first. They tried with the Dr. Death Steve Williams bringing him over, but, you know. That's a different story altogether. I don't yeah, think he another's... wrestled. I don't think he wrestled one match before Brawl for All. And if he did it, they were dark matches. Or Saturday night. Uh, we didn't watch him on Raw, that's for sure. Yeah. Because we've been watching, so. Yeah. Uh, I bet you he's going to be Hall of Fame bound. And again, I'm going to say this one more time. I've been seeing a lot of fucking uh, pictures and memes. First of all, people are like, Dustin really should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he's got to quit AEW first. Yeah. It can't exactly, happen. Exactly. Now, I think it would be cool if he did on the same weekend that, you know, Cody is in a main event. I think that's huge. And the Rhodes family would be big, right? But uh, he's got to get out of AEW. Yeah. I haven't seen him do shit on AEW in quite some time. So, I mean, hey, QT Marshall got out. We got uh, Kevin Sullivan, non-Taskmaster, Taskmaster out. So, I mean, you never know. He could get out pretty quick. I wouldn't doubt it. He already said he was hanging it up soon anyway. You know, he wasn't going to be wrestling much anymore. Could you Fucking imagine Royal Rumble. Goldust music down, but Cody Goldust music music hits, and they're in the ring together. Oh my, that's a holy shit moment. Speaking of holy shit, look at USA. You know what you got into when you signed up with WWE. Same thing with signing Ric Flair and AEW. Can you stop bleeping holy shit? I'm tired of hearing holy, holy, holy. And it's just like it stops, and you're like, I can't. It's it, I'd rather watch this shit on mute at this point. Right. It's it kind of it's annoying. Uh, yeah, cool for Shamrock. Absolutely, absolutely. He's done doing his TNA shit, and they're like, all right, finally, since you're all done with that completely, you got that bullshit out of your system. We'll allow you to come back. 
it's so great. I forget the memes that they compare who he looks like now. I'm I'm trying to picture who it is, but he he looks so he looks like jacked L Bundy or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I was gonna go back to this. I was gonna say, uh, please fucking God, this is what I was gonna say. Man, I go don't don't put Bray in. Again, I just I, I'm a fan of Bray, very very big fan of Bray Wyatt. Let that one sit for a while. If he didn't die, would he be in the Hall of Fame this year? True. No. No. Hell no. Is Terry Funk in your Hall of Fame? I think he might be. I think the Funk brothers are, actually. But you know what I mean? I'm like, there's a, there's other people who can go in before that. Mm-hmm. Put the Mountie in, for fuck's sake. <laughs> before Bray Wyatt. Okay. Even his dad, IRS, for Christ's sake. Yeah, definitely. Just my, my thought. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, you know what we haven't seen on WWE TV lately? Blood. Or Jade Cargill. But either or. You're saying lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> lately, I think we saw her once. It was their one uh, NXT pay-per-view that they had a couple weeks back or whatever. She showed up in a car and she Inter- looked at Shawn Michaels' eye and she was like, well, this is going to be an interesting ride. Something like that. Yep. So uh, there's a quote on that from Triple H. You ready? Quote. Oh, is this in response to uh, Dick Heed Dave? I don't think so. I don't have a source. I'm just seeing the quote. So I don't know okay. if this was part of an interview. Well, because we covered that last Mulser. week. Right. <clears throat> right. Right, right, right. It, it might be. It might be somebody asking him based off of Meltzer's report. It might be. Uh, but quote, I have no less belief in her now than I did when she signed with WWE. When she came in, we talked about her development and where she would land. But where the development was, I want to make sure that no matter what is thrown at Jade Cargill, she's ready. And at no fault of her own, I think she was limited in that. Translation, AEW didn't teach her how to wrestle for shit, so we're teaching her now. They Goldberg'd her. She was in an undefeated streak, had six moves, mm-hmm. was on a squashing streak, done. That's all they did. And you're right, they didn't teach her. They didn't have a weekly wrestling performance center like you have, you know, with WWE. I will say, probably one of the biggest things and best things that WWE really ever built was a performance center. At first, I was like, yeah, whatever, okay, great, where you guys are all going to hang out and work out, great. But I'm like, no, man, people are really fine-tuning their skills there. Okay, I'm or in you, for it. Or you weed out the people that can't hang. True. Don't forget about that either. Wait, I got to ask you, uh, have you, did I bring up by any chance to you in the last couple of weeks a video that surfaced that I just found? It was in NXT several years ago where they all did a rap battle against each other. It was a promo practice. Nope. I will have to send it to you. Uh, Rhea Ripley's in it. Dijak is in it. Uh, a whole lot of people are all, you know, going back and forth. Shayna Baszler has one. Oh, in there. It's, it was basically so you could do a promo against someone else and see how you could do, but let's turn it into rap. Let's make it fun. You know what I sure. mean? And it's, uh, it's very interesting. I won't even ruin any of it for you. But that's what I'm saying, man. The performance center, that all that together is to fine tune yourself. You don't do it in front of the camera. That's what, you know, AEW, AEW. does. Like, can you talk? Hey. <laughs> Hi, Tony Khan. I'm, oh, yeah, you can say hi. You already speak English. Go out there. Go ahead. Do you know how to hold a straw? <laughs> <laughs> what 
Would you like a bump? You just asked me that four minutes ago. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I saw an interesting list, and come to find out, you had a more comprehensive list, so we're going to use your list. But here is a list <laughs> of things uh, that, you know, were statements that were true the last time Punk was on Raw. You know, minus his reemergence, obviously. You ready? Yes, and then just so you know, unless you have one personally for yourself or not, I have a personal one. Like, just think about where you were at that time in life. Mm. I got a good one for you, but go ahead. I probably have no idea, but sure. Roman Reigns hadn't won a single world title yet. Undertaker was still undefeated at WrestleMania. (laughs) Ryback kept fighting. John Cena was still a full-time wrestler. Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles were far from coming to WWE. New Day didn't exist. GTA 5 was in its early months. Uh, Brazil 2014. Which is crazy after GTA 6 has just finally released their newest uh, trailer. And I'm like, how many years later since the first one just came out? Yeah, which is not coming out until 2025. So hooray for that. I was upset about that too. Rhea Ripley was 18. Austin Theory was 17. Cody Rhodes wasn't Stardust yet. The Yes Movement was at its peak. Cesaro was still Antonio Cesaro. Biggie was still Biggie Langston. Batista had returned to WWE. Orton was the undisputed World Heavyweight Champion. The iPhone 5 and Samsung Galaxy S4 were the latest in mobile technology. Uh, WWE still had their Scratch logo, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, WWE Network didn't exist. Fox Sports did not yet own the WWE broadcast rights. PS4 was in its early months. Uh, <laughs> let's see. WWE as a passion existed as a group, but not as a page yet. I don't know what the fuck means. Uh, Barack Obama was either. the president. And let me just check my list to see if there's anything else that wasn't on there. Uh, Universal title didn't exist, obviously. The Shield were still together on their first run. Four horsewomen were still in NXT. AJ Lee was the Divas champion. Uh, Usos hadn't won tag titles yet. The Wyatt family were in their rookie year. Uh, let's see. Drew McIntyre was still in three-man band. Bo Dallas was the champ in NXT. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The network's crazy, too. I can't yeah. believe that that's how long ago it's been. Um, here's one for you, man. This is just personally crazy, and it only hit me in when you were like, you know, so 2014, you know, mm. January 2014 is when this all was. Man, I hadn't even left New York in an RV. Oh yeah, I didn't even go. Th- I didn't even go through cancer yet. Oh wow, that's how fucking long ago this was for Punk's return. I didn't even know cancer was a year away when that dude left WWE. That's how fucking long ago that was. Holy shit! Really puts it in perspective, man. That he's back. Oh yeah, to me. I mean, like in. I don't care. Look at the biggest naysayers. Your Eric Bischoff's, your Kevin Nash's are all like, ah, this is great. It's good work. It's a good chance for him to have a good second part of his career. Bit, might even be better than his first run. Everybody is sucking the dick of this now. When he was in AEW, they're like, he's a cancer. He's this. He's that. Blah, 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 blah. Now everybody's like, oh, this is so perfect. Um, It's funny because... Uh, I can't remember who it was. It may have been Bully Ray said, or maybe Bischoff. You shouldn't have said the words, I'm here to make money, not friends. 
And it's like that, what kind of statement are you making in the back? And it's like, well, no, I'm not here to, for all of us to get along and play like kids I'm right. here to make money. We should all make money together because if I prosper, you prosper, we all prosper. I think that's where he was going with it. Um, <laughs> I saw the funniest fucking meme and I was going to send it to you today. It was instead I sent you a really fucked up one about Benoit and Nancy, but uh, one I did see was the picture, uh, the quote of CM Punk, uh, CM Punk, but it's just a stripper and says when she's really, really liking you. And she says, I'm here to make money, not friends. <laughs> yeah, so I Punk think he's a stripper. I think, you know, I get it. <laughs> Bully Ray gets a little too hot takey for me sometimes. He says some shit that's pretty dead on, but I feel like sometimes he just goes out of his way to be hot takey. He did say his only uh, dislike with Britt Baker voicing her opinion is that she did it on Twitter. And he goes, it's like the biggest thing to do is go complain to social media to get back up. Go knock on the fucking door and get in Tony Khan's face if you have something to say, if you want to get on TV. That I agree with. Here's the fucking thing. She's a dentist. (laughs) She probably (laughs) know what I mean. She doesn't need to do this. How many people you think in that town go to her because she's who she is and they watch wrestling? Uh, it's not WWE, so I think it's going to be lower. Nah. I'll say 20% of her patient base, maybe 30. I take a screwdriver and a hammer every now and then, just chip a tooth and be like, oh, I got to come see you again. <laughs> hey, can you bring Adam? <laughs> What if Adam just hangs out in the office all day? Oh my god! <laughs> just doing wrestle because he's injured. <laughs> he just <laughs> what's that kid's that kid's uh, magazine highlights like Newsweek thing highlights? He, he's doing all the puzzles and highlights all week long. You missed that one, sir. Stand on my face, kid. I know how to do a crossword puzzle. Bet you you couldn't even find all five dinosaurs. Now, now you really have me wondering if he does just hang out there all day long. You're like, so when's your lunch? <laughs> Adam, please go home. Oh, I actually just want that to be a TV show now. Completely tank everything in AEW and put all your money into just making that. I don't even care if that's real. Just yep. make that show happen. That seems better than You only than need two else. sets. You need, you need the, the front office, you know, or the waiting room, and then you just need the exam room. Those are the only two sets you need. Perfect. Like, maybe the apartment. Call Saul. You know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, speaking of splitting things up here, uh, did you know Chris Jericho has a split personality? Doesn't surprise me. He did two different interviews. One interview, he said, yeah, it is a shame Punk left. I actually would have liked to, to have a match with him or work a program with him. Months ago, this motherfucker said he was a cancer, by the way. And then says this. But then follows up with the most asinine thing I feel like I've ever heard. And I quote, uh, he came in here and he destroyed everything that we built and he's going to do the same in WWE. No one even talked about his return here or his promo at Dynamite. My ass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to make sure I'm under I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. Jericho is saying that nobody talked about Punk's return to AEW and his initial promo. 
No, 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 no. To no, when it, to WWE when he was in Dynamite uh-huh. or when he went to Dynamite on Wednesday. None of the people backstage were even thinking or talking oh, about Punk Survivor okay. Series, his Monday Night Raw promo. I go, yeah. my ass. Okay. There's no way no his punk, his name wasn't met. And if it was, and it was like one of those, hey, guys, don't mention her on TK. He's kind of a little. Uh, <laughs> right. You know some people were talking about it. My ass. And you say, no, no one even mentioned it. I and you were locked that in a happened. fucking room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kiss my ass. Um. I just I, I'm irritated with Jericho. I hope he he doesn't join this money train and try to jump up on uh, WWE at some point. Yeah, too. I don't think. Yeah, I think you got you got to look at it this way. I think they're going to start being a lot more selective. Speaking of being selective, I think you and I should maybe be a little more selective with what we send each other during the workday, because like you know today I sent you a really fucked up one, and who knows what you're doing during the middle of work, but. I was on a conference call, like a team conference call, where everybody's looking at me in Zoom. And you send me a meme of this lady who eerily kind of looks like, uh, what's her name? Jordan Grace. Her face kind of looked like her a little bit, by the way. I thought it was her asking the question. But interviewer asking Triple H at the post-Survivor Series press conference, uh, you hired CM Punk back in spite of the fact that he beat up the Young Bucks and Jungle Boy. And Triple H replies, I hired CM Punk back specifically because he beat up the Young Bucks, <laughs> the Young Bucks and Jungle Boy. Dude, I laughed out loud. Like, you could clearly see that I started laughing. No fucking problem. I don't know if anybody caught it or not. I thought it was fantastic. Good stuff. Hilarious. I had I put that in there, meme of the week. I feel like that's something we should start working with. We talk about so many of them. We, we got to might as well just start putting them in there. There you yeah, go. We used to do Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> Maybe that'll just drop the same amount of time. Let's talk about some things that actually did happen in the last uh, week. And well, let's talk about a couple days ago, Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins defeated Jay Uso in the main event for the world title clean. I thought Drew was going to interfere. So did I. Said Drew waited until the match was over and beat the fuck out of both of them. I'm not a fan that Jay just lost clean on Raw for some reason. But. You lost to the champion, so it's not a bad thing. Uh, 144 kickouts. It was the match I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Getting kicked in the face a million times. Uh, but it was on the anniversary of Umaga's passing, which is Jay's uncle, and which they were signed to a full WWE contract or a developmental contract the day Umaga died. Oh, wow. That's a little note that I uh, recently had found out. But he had put the uh, uh, tribute out there for Umaga. Obviously comes up short. Drew beats piss out of both of them. This is what made me go, what's the next pay-per-view coming up? <clears throat> Maybe they're going to do a triple threat for the title. <clears throat> I don't think since... All right, Drew's biggest holdup right now is he's not even on the fucking poster of Royal Rumble. I think it was deliberately done. I think purposely for storyline purposes, I think it was great. Well done. You are nodding. You agree. Yep, absolutely. Which is perfect Mm -hmm. to me. If I was going to book this, I would do a triple threat at Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, Drew McIntyre. The the two challengers, we don't see going for world championships at WrestleMania, right? So they don't need to necessarily be in the Rumble. So... Triple threat at Royal Rumble for the World Championship between I gotcha. those guys. 
That's where I would go. Uh, that's not all Drew did. He was in the opening match with Sami Zayn, and it was the whole. It was great, you know, him talking about. Uh, Drew got in Sammy's face, and he's like, you forget. He goes, you turned your back on everybody to join the bloodline, and then you even turned your back on the bloodline. And he's like, you say you're not like me. We're the same. And I was like, oh, shit. It's actually a really, really good promo. It's like, maybe it's because I'm just really getting back into Raw again, but I'm like, promos are really pretty good here. I'm like, wow. Imagine <laughs> that. thought? Yeah, I guess scripted isn't so bad. But uh, after their match, well, and Sammy kind of feigns an ankle injury, uh, in the match, does like a jump off the rope, lands, hurts, you know, feels hurt or whatever, and the ref, you know, is checking in on him. After the match, backstage, Drew takes him out completely. And so it looks like he's on the shelf for a bit. Jan, it's at the end of January for Royal Rumble. You think Sammy comes back Rumble? Just taking a little bit of a break? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I don't think he's injured or anything, yeah. is he, in real life? I haven't heard any reports about it, but that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> it just means I haven't seen anything. Um, but I'm just saying, like, go back to Survivor Series 2022. Just minimum. Minimum. He was on TV every goddamn week and in main event spots heading all the way into WrestleMania mm-hmm. and still has been in Raw nonstop with him, Owens, Cody, and the Judgment Day nonstop. So, I mean... He probably could use a break if that's what's going on. And he's still talking about going after the title. So, I mean, whether or not he actually gets those shots or wins them, uh, he's still figuring into the main event. So, yeah, I mean, uh, also got to figure it's the holidays. Maybe he just wants to be. And, yeah. and he is one of those top-tier guys where he probably has the most stroke to be like, listen, I'm taking this time off. Uh, I think Owens is actually doing it. the same thing. I think, oh, I don't know, Owens might actually be legit hurt, but I think WWE announced it, which makes me think it's another kayfabe, so he's probably just taking time off. Yeah, but I think they had to announce it because he was in a fucking tournament. He's in the U.S. title tournament. Oh. Or the contendership. So right. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know if he really did get injured. But, yeah, Sammy's out right now, too. Um, and I think you're right. But, you know, I'm saying minimum war games. Shit, he was weekly on SmackDown with the Bloodline since post-WrestleMania 38. Yeah. That's when he joined. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying weekly basis, he was sometimes pulling double duty where he was on Raw and SmackDown plus your pay-per-views. So, yeah, yeah he deserves it. After the last couple of years, if anybody earned it, he did. Um, Did you watch Raw, by the way? No, I was actually, you know what? I did tune in for a little bit. I didn't see a lot. I think I saw uh, the, the Becky Naya uh, aftermath. I saw DIY Imperium. Man, that might have been it. Okay, that's what I was going to bring up was DIY Imperium had a two out of three falls match that DIY won two to one and a lot of dissension within Imperium. Um, yeah, they've been teasing that for Kaiser a while. Kaiser, who's the other one? I, I, Giovanni? <sighs> Giovanni Vinci. I think yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, both of them are kind of at odds. It's looking like they were, you know, looking good to begin with, but not fully. That's what makes me think Gunther will maybe take on Kaiser at some point or maybe do the legacy thing where at WrestleMania he takes on both guys. Orton took on both Cody and uh, Ted in a triple threat match. Could right? be. And if you have dissension all around, I could be okay with that as a, a match at WrestleMania. If not, maybe even just rumble with the guys. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, God, this is really tough. I, I I can't say I like that. I think Gunther is capable of a lot more. If you're gonna do something like that, just do it on Raw and get it over with. Um, there's just so much. You've got Cody, you've got CM Punk, you've got Gunther. 
You still got Sammy. I mean, if you want to go that far, you got Jey Uso. If you want to go that far, you got Drew. You got Seth. Talking about your faces? Oh, okay. They're, well, just, just your top <clears throat> name stars, you know, Roman. Yeah. So which way do you go? I mean, fuck, we might get CM Punk Roman for all we fucking know. You might get a three-night WrestleMania. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> if they did it and promised each one was two hours apiece, but, or like three apiece, I would maybe consider no, I mean you watch. Okay, so two uh, piece maybe. What else happened? So you know you mentioned uh, Becky and Nia. The aftermath that was after Nia had her match and uh, beat Shayna Baszler. Before the match, Becky and her had some words backstage, and she goes, "Don't forget, I remember. I remember back then, and I still owe you a receipt. Do you remember?" And- <laughs> When you broke into my face, you broke in my nose. <laughs> you look like a young Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, I don't like Nia Jax, the wrestler, but I I think she'd be fun in the sack. You'd smash, huh? I'm joking. You'd get smashed. <laughs> Bonsai? i get, get smashed. Bonsai? Um, keep in <laughs> mind, this is the same one you just want to hear. You just want to spend a night with her so you can hear her scream, My hole! Be like, yes, ma'am, you are welcome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so they're building towards that. I would say maybe Becky and Nia at WrestleMania, or I'm sorry, at Royal Rumble. And I think you might be right. We could probably be getting Rhea and Nia at WrestleMania. 100%. Or Becky, one or the other. I, I yeah. think one of us is right, obviously, but I think it's going to be cheap <laughs> well, between then. one of those two. Well, no, because it. Concise okay, analysis. <laughs> what if it was the third installment of a WrestleMania match with Charlotte Flair? <laughs> there you go. Uh, with, with Rhea? Yeah, that's Rhea my point. I'm yeah, saying we no. we could both be wrong is what I'm saying. But I'm saying I think it's probably Becky or Nia. That's what I was going with. Fuck your mother. And uh, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. At first, I was like, all right, Nakamura going after Cody. Eh, all right. Let's see where it goes. I don't mind yeah. the mist. Whatever. And then Nakamura did his... Promo package on Raw, where he's in the all red cane background thing, you know, or, you know the smoke and in red, and in full Japanese, telling his you know side of things. Cody, you and I are a lot alike. We both had the same path, the same story, and they start showing him win WrestleMania or uh, Royal Rumble 2018. Cody win Royal Rumble 2023. Getting into WrestleMania 34, getting into WrestleMania 39, and then the finish of losing, and then the finish of losing for both men. And he goes, you didn't finish your story much like me. We are the same, but I'm going to finish your story and continue mine. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm fucking sold. Holy shit. That's all you had to do. Simple goddamn promo. I didn't understand it in hearing. I had to read it all, and that's how goddamn perfect it was. I was like... This is good. And guess when they're doing that match? Monday. Why wait? Because we don't have a pay-per-view. Let's keep everybody involved in ratings, uh, in watching as best as they can through the holidays. You just told me that this thing has been building for a couple of weeks. Months if you've been paying attention to Nakamura's promos, and you're putting this on Raw. And most people will be like, oh, you're giving it away for free TV. Yeah, well... The other alternative is all the way waiting until Rumble, and he already put his time in for the the match. So, perfect. 
I'm happy about this. Yeah, I can't wait. At least they're using them finally, giving them something good to sink his teeth into. Yeah. I got to be honest. By hook, crook, doesn't matter. I think Nakamura goes over on Monday. There's no way Cody wins. If Cody wins and beats him with the crossroads, what the fuck was this all about? You know? And it's funny, man. God damn, you are so close to being right, man. I don't think AEW is going to pull the trigger, and I don't think anybody else is going to, but the reports of Okada are just getting stronger and stronger with his release. And it's funny because Dave Meltzer, I'm sorry, Uncle Dickhead, Dick He Dave, said that, oh, well, everybody's contracts actually come up at the end of the year. This isn't really a big thing. I'm like, yeah, but let me ask you. Not everybody's Okada. Yeah, but when's the last time we heard anything about Okada's contract ever coming up or that it was a thing publicly? Yeah, I've never heard. And Shawn Michaels been said has said that he thinks that Okada could develop to our system pretty well. I don't think he'd put him into NXT, obviously. Um, but at least getting into the Performance Center, learning where your cameras are on a consistent basis, because that's one of the things they practice, right? You know, like, even their moves, you know, if you're going to do the F5, you can't do it with your back to the camera. You got to always do it facing the camera. Oh, yeah. Right? So, Okada, give him a couple months Performance Center, bring him in. He could be ready by WrestleMania for a match. And if it's Nakamura, I'm going to cream myself. It wouldn't be. I don't think his contract's up till after Wrestle Kingdom, so... Oh, actually, he still could make it to Mania. It would be a short build. I think February is when the contract is up, and I don't know if they have a no-compete clause. So, yeah, you're right. That actually could line up. I don't think it's going to happen, but can wish. Did I bring up on the air or only through text to you about New Japan's Battle in the Valley? I I think it was just through text. Okay. So, San Jose. Yep, yep, yep. San Jose, less than a bit from here. Oh, just through text. Okay, so... Uh, San Jose is where they're going to be doing Battle in the Valley this year for New Japan. It's 10 days after Wrestle Kingdom, or like nine days after. This is where Mercedes Monet won the championship last year. Will Ospreay is going to be there. Then he's headlining at TNA the next night, and then he's done, and he's in AEW. His last match in a in New Japan. I can't see them being like, well, let's just put you in a nice tag match here at uh, Battle in the Valley. Do you think it's one more time the guy he's never been able to beat? Okada. Could be. Um, I think I'm going no matter what, to be honest with you. The fact oh, that it's yeah. going to be one of his last nights in Japan. And I did the one years ago, um, but it was a lot of tag matches. Okada was there. It was cool. Uh, that's where I actually saw you saw Dave, 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 right? Dave. <laughs> Dickhead uh, Dave. I, yeah, I think I kind of like Dickhead Dave better. <laughs> Dickhead Dave. I I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna go, but I I want them to at least announce something. But I'm like, you gotta wait until almost Wrestle Kingdom is just about done before Pretty you much, even yeah. go that road. So I gotta wait till the mm-hmm. last minute. Uh, it's a, that looks pretty fun for me. Now let's just shift back over uh, real quick. SmackDown. Orton was there, and not only was Adam Pierce trying to persuade him to stay on SmackDown, but Nick Aldis shows up and starts offering him things too. Nick Aldis, or Nick Aldis, I'm sorry, is from SmackDown. My apologies. SmackDown, Adam yeah. Pierce showed up. 
Yep. Adam Pierce says, I'll give you a world title shot with Seth Rollins. And I go, I already know what Nick's going to offer. And it was just perfect. And I was like, this is, it's all he said already in his promo. And he goes, I'll give you something that no one else can. I will give you the bloodline. All you have to do is just sign exclusively, exclusively with SmackDown. And Paul Heyman was fantastic. Save yourself, Randy. Don't do it. Don't do this to yourself, Randy. Be smart. Go, go, go take the world title shot on Raw. Be smart about this. It was awesome. Obviously, signing with uh, SmackDown, that's cool. Because I think if you kept him on Raw, that's way too much star power with Punk, everybody over there. I think it's just, I mean, I'm okay with it. But then you got to really bulk up SmackDown. But I think you needed Orton back over there. And I feel like Orton, that's always been his main home is SmackDown. It you makes sense. Choose one of them. Uh, Punk still mm-hmm. has it. We still don't know where Punk's going to be. And he's going to be on SmackDown on a couple days. He is going to be there in two days. But also Adam Pierce did say to Seth Rollins on Raw, I am going to be offering Punk an exclusive contract here on Raw. And Rollins said, uh, no problem. Just when it blows up your face, you know, don't let me tell you I told you so or whatever that shit. Uh, I think he's probably going to sign to Raw. I don't think he'll sign to SmackDown. If You're they sign right. to SmackDown, if he signed to SmackDown, though. I will watch every with week. him, Roman, Randy, you want to talk about ratings? It'll go through the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. By the way, that Raw after Survivor Series did $1.8 million on the average for Orton. Punk's return to Raw. Um, that tag team turmoil. Overall, everything, even... It, Every segment, overall, the average was 1.8 million people. Seems kind of low for them. Try it, Tony. For USA. That's USA. Yeah. Fox usually has the two-point something. Gotcha. I think. I, I think Raw does higher. It might just be because of Monday Night Football. That's the other thing you're probably, you know, really going up against, and, and that's the issue is because, you know, they've been some pretty big key games on Monday nights as of late, too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I gotta say this, you know, after right before he signs the contract, Orton that is delivers an RKO to Jimmy Uso, signs a contract, drops it on his chest, leaves the ring. SmackDown goes off the air. Jimmy Uso laid in the ring for like 10, 15 minutes after the show went off the air, staying just as spread out as he was the whole time. And they were taking the mat off so that they could film for whatever the fuck they were going to be filming for next. I it was saw the, black the picture, carpet yeah. For the <laughs> yeah, they were it was uh, the black carpet because of the Orton signing thing, right? But they were trying to get the white mat back out so they, they could have. Oh, actually, I think they said the match was actually going to be like Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura for the world title. He happened to be there for SmackDown that night, but it was a dark match. And they had to roll Jimmy's ass out of the ring, dead. You know what I mean? I was like, good for him. That's that's ultimate fun selling. That to me just made me go, okay. I thought Jay was on a way higher level than you, but it's not bad. Then yeah. I go, I got to go down a Jimmy Uso rabbit hole, dude. His shit has been hysterical. Have you watched how he sells? How he like mm-hmm. his selling has been fantastic. When he gets thrown off like over a table, like he like the extra little added bumps that you don't need to do, but not Shawn Michaels Hogan style. I'm talking right, like right, right. natural looking bumps. Um, his segments backstage have been fantastic, and he's like, I called the audible, I saw the play right down the middle, and I was doing it, blah blah blah. But the funniest fucking one is he's laying on the couch holding his ribs, and Roman's talking. He goes, "You need to go out there and handle the business," and he goes, "I'm on the." 
the injured reserve list. I can't do anything tonight. He goes, you what? He goes, I'm off the injured reserve list. I can do anything you want to tonight. God damn, he's so good, man. And I was like, he's better than I thought he was going to be. And I liked him when he was fucking around with Sammy, you know, being the jokester while Jay was the one hating him in it. I stand corrected. Both of these guys on their own are actually doing pretty well. He's still leaning with, you know, having other people to work off of. I think they're going to hold it just right. I bet you Jay, uh, Jimmy, if they do that triple threat match like I talked about, Jimmy fucks him one more time for the world championship, and you finally get them one-on-one at Mania. That would make the I most would. sense. Yep. Yeah. They're holding them off just right. They're on separate shows. No reason they can't come together and do one at, uh, at Mania. A lot better than Rick versus Scott. <laughs> oh, my God. Is their mom alive? <laughs> Jim! Jim! Anyway, uh, I did mention earlier that we have the... Oh, oh, there's one more thing that he does that I absolutely love. Jimmy, that is. He'll go to do a high five to Solo, and he'll hold his arm in the air, and Solo doesn't even do anything. He just keeps looking forward. And Jay does like a ghost one, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man, yeah. Like, it's... it's Jimmy's good. But the tournament for the number one contendership for Logan Paul's U.S. championship, the guys in the tournament are Santos Escobar, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross. again, so it apparently does work there, Dragon Lee, yeah. Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, question mark, and a mystery NXT superstar. I want to think that that is going to be like Carmelo Hayes or someone. Someone Hayes was just about thing. ready to come up. Yeah, Hayes was If not, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, yeah. Braun's not... I don't think he's they're doing They're holding much. him he on purpose. Yeah, they're, they're holding him. I don't know why they're doing that. Maybe they just want to make sure before they call him up. But, I mean... If you're going to call him up for this tournament, you have to let him win. Him. Yeah. If Carmelo Hayes comes in and loses in the first or second round, fine. But if Braun comes in... You got to let him take the whole thing. And dear God, I'll pay money to watch him spear the shit out of Logan Paul for that championship. Oh, hell yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's anybody's game. So apparently it's looking like the devil thing for Dynamite or AEW. Looking like it's going to possibly be revealed at World's End is what some of the rumor has kind of been looking at. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um... The guy that was in the ring, he had two guys holding down MJF on Wednesday night, but there was one guy, and everybody's masked, one guy was big enough to be Wardlow, I thought. Could have been the camera angle, but with some speculation, it could have been him. I've also read a really decent theory. What if this masked group is Wardlow, Spears, and FTR, all of Pinnacle, Minus MJF. Yeah, that's. I was actually just thinking that 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 could be. I mean, it's a callback, but it's a meaningless one at this point. They weren't Very even that. So. They weren't even that good as a stable. I would say that FTR was probably closer with being cum farter than they were at the Pinnacle. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, look, man, they're. The size of the guy does keep changing. You know what I mean? It's like uh, they're week to week booking. You know, it's, it's the given that HBKI approach. <laughs> I call that's a callback. That's a callback. Hey, 
That was a good one last week. I liked it. I thought those were some really good fucking jokes. Um, and Adam Copeland re- re- uh, gives a receipt to the go fuck yourself. Gives it to Christian live on uh, TBS for Dynamite with, uh, you know, his challenge. You know, Christian does accept the challenge and they're going to fight tonight on Dynamite. But he gives him a, oh yeah, I forgot. Go fuck yourself. Ooh, ooh. Now you're finally rated R. Yeah. Way to repeat. It's like someone going, you're an asshole. Yeah? You're, you're an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> <sighs> well, Brian Danielson, now last week I made the comment that most people have wrestled twice at this point, and he hasn't even wrestled once. Well, he's going to be playing catch-up, but he's back in wearing an eye patch, and he beat Eddie Kingston. This dude put two of his titles on the line, hasn't even won a fucking match. <laughs> Great use of your titles. Great use of Ring of Honor. All Tony, of this just makes me laugh. Tony can't even get the formatting of the standings consistent yet. Oh, yeah. Yep, I saw that. It's been a little off. But your leaders right now are John Moxley and uh, Swerve. Whose house? Swerve's house. I yeah, just yeah, can't yeah, not yeah. dance like Nana, Nana, Nana every time. I love Nana. Yeah, he's great. Dude, when we started this show, we're like, all right, let's record Mondays we release on Wednesdays. You know, that's kind of what it used to be. We still release Wednesdays. And sometimes we're like, God damn it, dynamite happened tonight. We got to wait six whole days to talk about that promo or that moment. But it was like, well, we could talk Raw and SmackDown, but like, eh, not much happens. You know what I mean? Especially at that time, it was fucking the Thunderdome pandemic era. So we're like, right. Christ. But as my good man Bob Dylan had once said, the times they are a changing. Dude, look how well this works out. We could give two shits about the Dynamite and Rampage episode. SmackDown's only a couple of days ago. Raw's only a couple of days after that. And we are able to record and have the freshest content for you than we've likely ever had for this show forever. Kind of works out really great. I'm liking it. Keep on sniffing, TK. Keep on <laughs> sniffing. All right, man. I can't wait. This week, we both have a couple of doozies for you at the table. Just bring it, bitch. Oh, my God. You know, I, I had mentioned Brian Danielson and his trying to catch up in the tournament. It's funny how many people are giving him shit online about his helping with the firing of Punk. But, look, it is what it is. Everybody's happy. We're all at where we could be. Tony Khan had announced that at All In, it will be one of, if not, Brian Danielson's last match. So, I've already made myself perfectly clear that it's going to be Nigel McGuinness. I had already said that. So I started kind of fantasy booking in my head. How would I do this if I were them? And you don't need to have attacks and face-to-face promos and a whole lot of that shit. You could just gradually do it right. But when I would do it, it would be very soon. You remember Rock and Cena on the Raw after WrestleMania announced their match one full year in advance? Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, eight, nine months is a little bit too far in advance. However, I agree with Conan 
He said he'd be lucky if they even sell 50,000 at all in this year. Just with how things are going, with everything that's going on. Plus, apparently they're fighting with a Taylor Swift fucking show that's happening like the same weekend or some shit. Yeah. Which I like. <laughs> I, I think that's just amazing. I don't think God, there's a lot she's of crossover fucking up AEW there. and the NFL. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Ugh. But I would say 50, 55,000. And what did they say they had this year? 80,000. And, and likely it was like 62. I don't let's just look at Osprey's arm and subtract yeah, right? a couple thousand. I think if you were to say Nigel somehow just fucks him in a match or just like his music hits, he's in the finals of the Continental Classic, let's just say at World's End. Nigel's music hits, comes out on stage or stands up a commentary wherever the fuck he's at at that moment. And it's everybody's going to lose their goddamn mind. I can guarantee it. Because if you're a fan of Ring of Honor and these two guys, you'll know the history. Give it a week. Give it two. And then Danielson, after he wins a match, goes, and now on to you. And points over him. I've been hearing this shit. You've been talking. You cost me. Yada, yada, yada. I want to finish you in your own country. Let's do it all in. I'm telling you, man. And then... Here and there, you got your slight jabs that he just keeps doing on commentary. You don't have to have, you don't have to do a fucking tag match. You don't have to have a backstage promo. You don't have to even have one bump with each other. But I'll tell you this right now, the Nigel McGuinness you get on a consistent basis, if he comes out with that mohawk the way he used to, Jesus Christ, I think everybody's going to lose their fucking shit. I think it would be just fantastic. To yeah, I mean, that, that crowd would, you know, because, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. Nigel doesn't have the widespread notoriety that a lot of your top superstars no. do so i mean it's it's definitely a mark's wet dream but i mean that's what but aew what is anyway so well 100 percent. it's you know what it is it's just a bigger platform for indies to be noticed that's all aew really has ever been yeah and and it's funny that just occurred to me like the other day i was like that's all this really is it's a whole lot of indie mainstream shit indie shit it. yep yeah but if you announce it by december at the end of december Nigel and Danielson, or even the beginning of January in your first fucking episode, I don't care, or your winter is coming episode, again, I don't care. It gives you months for people to learn about Danielson and McGinnis, and maybe you go, and if you want to join our honor club for such and such a price, you can watch all of their matches. They had 10 in Ring of Honor with each other, and each one was a better, it was better than the last one. So, Again, this is just me being smart. You have time to book it. You have time to do it just the right way. Do it in advance. You announced Sabre Jr. and Danielson, and they didn't even headline the shit, and you mm. did it like two months in advance before Wrestle Dream. Just do this right now. Because right now, your tickets that are going on sale for Wembley, I'd be surprised if you sell 996. Just saying. What if he interferes at uh, Wrestle Kingdom? Jesus Christ. Oh my nah. Nah, it, that's just the problem is it's too too short of a it, window. Japan is not that way. No, but New Japan's not that way. They don't That's true. They don't, they don't do run-ins. Do run like they don't yeah. Maybe I mean, a post-match. If they appearance. do, it's never correct. Now that I would absolutely see happening. And you know, I did see that Okada was lobbying with the fans to vote who they think should close Wrestle Kingdom. Sonata Naito or Danielson Okada too. 
And if you think it's out of the ordinary, uh, one year, Nakamura and Ibushi, I believe it was, closed. No, Nakamura and Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Championship closed. Wrestle Kingdom, when it was Okada versus Naito for the World Championship, hmm. the match before it. So it's not unheard of that they could maybe do something like this. If if it was the main event, yes. McGinnis can show up at the end. I there don't think he will. It's too hard to play with your AEW fans to have them watch every other thing. I think it has uh, to see, happen on AEW. You say television. that, but I feel like the the core AEW audience are the ones that are going to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Call a mark a mark. You've seen Wolf of Wall Street, right? Uh-huh. You know the part where uh, Margot Robbie gets really pissed off at him, and then you have the hidden camera. Yeah, and she's the security fine. guys are okay. watching it or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, so I saw a funny meme the other day uh, to any uh, wrestling fan that's a neck beard, blah, 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 whatever, and it's like and all they ever do is watch wrestling. Mommy is so sick and tired of wearing panties. <laughs> it's me. Perfect. <laughs> anyway. <Me. laughs> Um, all right, what do you got? Because I am extremely excited about your uh, bringing to the table this week. Yeah, it's great. And here's the funny thing. I was thinking about this. I probably already used this as a bring it to the table. But you know what? I don't nope. give a shit. So, oh, no? Okay. All right. You have not. Well, there, there is a, a reel out there. It's a, from a Cornette interview. It looks like it might be during like a Dark Side of the Ring thing. And I think it might be from one of the episodes. But anyway, he just starts telling a story. He's like, you know, imagine you're driving down the street. And you see two cars pull over the side of the road, and the two guys are just fighting. And there's one guy, you know, you're going to want to pull over and see what's happening, right? And then you're going to see the one guy, he's this big, muscle-bound fucking jack dude. And then you got this little guy, and a little guy is just getting the shit kicked out of him. And you're like, wow, man, I hope some, I hope that guy's going to be all right. And he's like, but then all of a sudden, this fucking little guy just starts coming back and wailing this guy, knocking him back. You're like, oh, shit, I hope he fucking kicks his ass. He's like, now imagine when you pull over, you know those two guys. And you know that that little guy, you appreciate him because you know he's a scrapper and you know he's hard work and you appreciate him for that. And he's like, and you know that that big guy is just a douchebag piece of shit and you can't wait to see this little guy beat the shit out of him. Now imagine you do that and you start charging people five, ten bucks or whatever to see that happen. That's wrestling. The way wow. he described it was flawless. It was flawless is exactly the, the right word. And it's funny because to me, I, I've always tried to explain to people. I'm like, it's a movie. It's a TV show. It's a dance. There's so many things you can use as an analogy. You know what I'm saying? That right there. Best thing ever. Yeah. You're going to pay for it. And it's like, yeah, but and you get the people. Yeah, but it's a scripted fight. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm not so sure that NFL isn't scripted. I'm not so sure hmm. that UFC isn't scripted. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the things you see. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to go horse collar, but, I mean, goddamn shirt didn't rip in complete half on its own. Let's just go there. Uh, my point is, does it matter if you're entertained? And that's what he's saying. You're entertained by that fight, and you're rooting for that little guy. You don't want to be rooting for the real big guy. Which is funny because that's what AEW would think you should be doing. They well, have unless the, you're unless you're a Chiefs fan uh, or an Eagles fan. Well, oh, there's that. Minus our, our homeboy, Lil John. 
I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. He's straight Philly. He's he's a. I appreciate. I know he's uh, a Phillies fan. No, I mean even baseball. Yeah, he's a Phillies fan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. Um, not like you know, easy son. Who's like, and let's just see. I'm gonna randomly pick a team out at the top of the list who are already 17 and one. Okay, great. No, take the Eagles this year. Spin the wheel, (laughs) make the deal. Yeah, spin the wheel, my ass. (laughs) He didn't spin shit. He spun around and just waited to get undizzy and went, Eagles, they're in first place. I know that that's not how Flamingo chose him. Anyway, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's great is not only are we talking about All In and Wembley coming up soon. This week, the Monday Night Wars, we're heading back to the U.K., They've lashed Stone Cold Steve Austin to that Undertaker symbol. It's just like The Undertaker said. Stone Cold Steve Austin is helpless against Undertaker's ministry. Austin will be buried alive, son. Look! I've never seen anything like this in my life. Why you come look at them? So, just to recap, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a damn near embalming of a live, of a live man. Uh, we've seen a man get thrown down into the sewer, down a manhole. And Check. this week, we're going to take it up an even more notch. I think just fuck it. Let's just go old school, Jesus style. Let's fucking crucify him. Let's go. Full on crucifixion. Going to need a beer for this one. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start <clears throat> December 6th. Said. Yeah, 1998, Capital Carnage in London. Get used to more UK pay-per-views. I was doing uh, the roadmap, kayfabe pal, for uh, the wars in 99 and just laying out everything for our schedule. And yeah, yeah, get used to it. Um, you know, hey, I well, hey, speaking of kayfabe pal, I still need you to fix that doc because I'm too stupid and I don't know how to work Excel. Oh, I thought you already did it. Looked Onward and me. upward. It, it looked good to me. Oh. We'll talk. We'll talk after them. We'll talk afterwards. Uh, yeah. So it opens up with Gang uh, Gangrel versus El Snow, two solid workers. But this match had no build. It wasn't very interesting. The Brood shows up. Christian distracts the ref. Snow hits a heed shot. Uh, Edge hits the top rope drop kick on Snow, and Gangrel wins. There you go. Mankind cuts a promo in the boiler room. And it's hilarious. He's like, this is the worst boiler room I've ever seen. You should get a free bowl of soup when you go in this boiler room. <laughs> uh, next, you get LOD 2000 versus the Headbangers. I hope the tickets for this event didn't cost that much. Uh, draws- well, hang on. Do you remember at the beginning of the show, I said we have a live event of a UK pay-per-view or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. This is. Yes. I, here's the thing. You know, it looked like a house guess, show. Fuck it. We w- well, it, they always do with these pay-per-views, and I will say this right now. You had said, off-air, do we really want to cover all these UK pay-per-views? And, it, you know, there's a kayfabe thing, like you said a second ago, but um, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, 
Nothing major ever actually happens. No title changes, I don't think, ever happen at any of the rebellions, insurrections, uh, Capital Carnage. We might be wasting our time with these shows, if we're being honest. But you also get to see a couple of matchups that we haven't seen. So, like, the main event for this one is like, okay, it's not bad. But the rest of the show, the other two hours and 20 minutes suck. Yeah, it was a, it was a lengthy one for damn sure. Uh, so yeah, LOD two thousand versus. So this will be our last UK pay per view that we cover. There we Good. go. Good. I'll cut the other two off the dock. Uh, let's see. This <laughs> one had a weird ending. Uh, Animal hits a move, uh, goes for a pen attempt, doesn't get it, and then draws just rolls Animal out of the ring because wrestling. And then draws gets rolled up for a three <laughs> count. Animal and draws argue and brawl post match. So, Draz is almost completely going to kill not one but two LOD members. He's going to push this one to, like, alcohol and addiction next, too, by arguing with him. Yeah, and then he's going to get his payback by getting paralyzed. Payback. Not the pay-per-view. Undertaker gets interviewed by Michael Cole, says, Cole, are you a religious man? Well, you better pray for Austin. Uh, they're still waiting for that ambulance to arrive at the asylum. What a, f- a great line on a throwaway pay-per-view. This could have been great on Raw. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, remember you remember you saw me getting driven away to the asylum on, in that ambulance? Well, they're still waiting for that ambulance to arrive. That's kind of a, a, a good line that got, kind of got thrown away there. Very funny you say that because there is another promo I feel like got wasted on this show as well. All right. Well, if I didn't write it down, make sure you tell me. Uh, next, you get Val Venus versus Gold Dust. Val Venus says the Tower of London and the Big Valboski have a lot in common. We both go up and down, and we both house the crown jewels. Boo. Jim Ross, exactly. Jim Ross says Terry is allegedly pregnant. They review that, and she says, why isn't she showing? And if she is pregnant, who's the daddy? <laughs> why isn't she showing? Do you guys know how... Pregnancy actually works. Yeah, right. Uh, Just hearing Jim Ross say who's the daddy is classic. Uh, Val Venus wins with a shitty roll-up. You watch this pay-per-view, and aside from the main event, it seemed like jet lag was affecting these guys. Because every match had a spot or two that just did not look good. Uh, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, Goldust fights back after the match and, and attacks him, hits Shattered Dreams, and he gets a good pop. Literally. Not just figuratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show Vince being recognized at the Oxford Union. It's apparently a collection of the uh, greatest minds in England. Uh, he was just, you know, playing the baby face there. Uh, uh, he was playing character, too. He's like, is this a, he like was. they gave him a round of applause, and he goes, is that the <laughs> best you guys could do for me? Like... Yeah, it's him hamming it up. Calm the fuck down, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Calm calm down, buddy. Well, it gets better. Vince and the Stooges come to the ramp. This took fucking 20 minutes. Patterson announces a special for this evening. Da Rock. (laughs) Da Rock. Da Rock. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be Da Rock. Uh, He's he's, he's supposed to wrestle Triple H tonight, but he's going to be facing Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Triple H is going to face Jeff Jarrett, and The Rock's going to face X-Pac for the title. Um, Vince has like a teacup and a saucer and he's just holding it, drinking from it. <clears throat> and then they bring up Vinnie Jones and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to look this up. 
I Googled Vinny Jones. The first thing I see is he's the dirtiest soccer player of all time. Or football. Mm-hmm. You know, soccer. That's what assholes call Same. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no shit. And then I see a picture of him. I'm like, oh. Lock stock, two smoking barrels. He was in Snatch and he was in Gone in 60 Seconds, amongst other things. But, yeah. <clears throat> Didn't watch any of those, but okay. You've never seen Gone in 60 Seconds? No. Even that? Holy shit. Wow. Well, then uh, you have I, no it, fucking context. I, I, it was either Gone in 60 Seconds or Fast and Furious, and I... I Gone in 60 right. Seconds was the one with Nicolas Cage? I know. Is that the one where oh. the stranger... Yes. The, you sit on your hand. <laughs> yes. A so guy the first line of the movie would say that shit. <laughs> oh, okay, this this dude I used to work with at the car wash in Brockport uh, used to say that to me. He was like, "What I like to do is I like to sit on my hand." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "What in the fuck?" And everybody's like, "You haven't seen God in sixty seconds." I'm like, "No," but he used to say that shit all the time. So that's why I. That's oh. the only thing I know about the movie. So for and those cars. <clears throat> so for those of you who uh, who have seen the movie, he's the guy. He's the quiet one, the, the loud, skinny uh, guy that's rapping all the time. Uh, they partner up for a couple of the heists. And then at the end, Vinnie Paul's character actually says something. It's very insightful. But So they start making fun of him. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Shane, Shane says, uh, you know, George Michael, I saw the interview with him from last night, and uh, he said Vinnie Jones is George Michael's boyfriend. And it was basically just a bunch of gay jokes <clears throat> to get the crowd to yep. boom. Uh, and then Vince says, tea time is a bunch of crap. He throws the cup and saucer. Uh, asshole chance and Vince runs down Great Britain for five minutes. I'm not even fucking joking. The last five minutes of the promo is just Vince running down Great Britain. That's it. And it was like a line, 15, 20 seconds of booze. Another line. Yep. Maybe 30 to 40 seconds of booze. Yeah, this shit was really, really long. Mm-hmm. Took up a lot of time. Uh, next, you get Edge versus Tiger Ali Singh. It was a short match. Uh, there was a bocce cross body power slam. Uh, Singh gets the pin with his feet on the rope. Uh, Singh attacks post match, but Edge fires back to get a mild pop. The only thing I found weird with this is that Edge is a heel with the Brood and Gangrel and right. Christian right now. He came running through the crowd with the "You think you know me?" Not the not the one you hear now, but like all oh, right, first yeah, good point, scene. yeah. And he comes running through the crowd like this was SummerSlam 98. And I go, what the fuck just happened here? I'm like, they just went backwards. But I... Wrestling. Show. Because wrestling. Sorry. How show. <laughs> yeah. Because how show. <laughs> so Cole goes in the ring and they call Vinny Jones out. Uh, he gets a huge pop. And he says, I'm going to look for Vince and knock him out. This was the most exciting thing so far on the pay-per-view for me. Uh, he said he's going to be at the ringside for the Fatal 4-Way main event. <laughs> um, and... He, he would just yell something, the crowd would pop. He would yell something, the crowd would pop. But it was so British. I love the Brits. Oh, my God, you're Irish. I love the Irish. <laughs> you're mad. You're just mad. <laughs> you're going to love this. It. It's straight crack. <laughs> See, the problem is for me is every time I try to do a British accent, ends up sounding pretty goddamn Mexican. Yeah, it's you not know, as bad as your Scottish. Which also sounds Mexican. <laughs> ah, I'm Scottish. <laughs> you sound like Vince McMahon. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, next, you get Marrow and Jacqueline versus Sable and Kristen, but 
you say, ODM, why would Marrow and Jacqueline tag? They're, shh. Marrow has to fulfill his last obligation to WWE. Uh, so <clears throat> he has to tag in this match with Jacqueline. And Jacqueline comes in the ring and just starts beating the shit out of Marrow. Sable hits a Sable bomb on Marrow again. This pretty much was, Marrow, you're on your way out. We're going to shit on you as much as we can on the way out. That's what this match was. I have seen a lot of people get, you know, their fair share on their way out and how they've been treated and stuff right. or whatever you want to call it. This was horrible. It was. It was Not bad. only did you get beat, you got beat by women. <laughs> Two And them. bad. Like, powerbomb by one. And, you know, it was... It was it, the forearms by Jackie always looked better than 90% of the guys on the roster. Yeah. It was... It's Sa- yeah, Sable... Poor dude. Yeah, Sable was hitting, uh, I think, punches on Jackie, and they were the worst fake-looking punches i ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sable, it's a TKO, so not only did you get the shit beat out of you by two women, they stole your finisher, too. Um, after the match, Jacqueline attacks Tim White, jumps on his back, and ends up in the... Elect- and so White stands up, and so he has her in the electric chair. You know, he's got her, you know, up on his shoulders like the, the doomsday mm-hmm. device, right? And Sable just comes behind and just rips Jacqueline's shirt off. I have the unedited version. Oh, nice. So if there is anything that we could at least go over on these UK pay-per-views is smattering of titties. Smattering of titties, yeah. There you go. Now, I do have to say this. With Mero, I do feel bad how he was, like, literally exited from the company. You lost your job, lost sure. your wife. And again, we've talked about it before. Yeah? You're going to take my wife? Who? Let me see him. Oh, shit, man. She's yours. She's yours. Enjoy. Oh, my bad. <laughs> this isn't where I left my wife. But good for him on how he has turned his life around. He's like a spiritual motivator now. And I don't mean on like a uh, religious belief on full. It's more about just life. Um, if you haven't taking the time to actually like look into what he does nowadays you know a lot of those guys in his era aren't even alive anymore or they can barely fucking walk you know what i mean because like yeah bagwell you know what i mean like the guys from his exact mm-hmm. era um and he's doing well he looks good so shitty exit but maybe it was the best thing for him to get out of the company and out of the uh that spotlight because i mean shit at that time everybody was still doing steroids you can't tell me they weren't that's uh that's what most people who get shit on say to defend themselves <laughs> it's the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> <laughs> i have a lot of those maybe that's why i was able to spew it off hey, so easy yeah. <laughs> you know what it was that company's loss it was their fault that i stole all that money it's those guys <laughs> who suck ass all right. Next, you get Blackman versus Shamrock uh, with for the icy title. Bossman hits Blackman in the ankle with a baton. Shamrock hits the ankle lock to retain. There you go. You get Cole backstage with The Rock. Rock calls X-Pac a bony jabroni. I kind of like that one. Then he starts doing Hogan shtick. And he stops. This is the promo. I said that was wasted on this pay-per-view yeah. that should have been on Raw or another pay-per-view that everybody gets to see because... Go ahead. Yeah, so he says, I think he says, like, the 24-inch pythons. He's like, no, 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 wait, that's not it. And that's the bottom line, because, no, 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 no. To be the man, you got to beat. No, 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 that's still not it. And then I think he does a, because I am the greatest there ever was. I'm the great, no. And then he does the rock spiel and the eyebrow lift and all that. So Fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I pop for that one. I feel like he may do it again down the road on another pay-per-view or something. I feel like he's done that flair one a couple of times where the, to be the man, woo, you got, no, that ain't it. Uh, I feel like that's, like, I've seen him do it in our time, but if not, then it was completely wasted on this pay-per-view because that was really, it was awesome. Yeah, right. I really, I hope they do do it again, get more of a pop. Uh, next, you get Jeff Jarrett versus Triple H. Deborah interferes. China chases her off. Uh, the ref stops China from hitting Deborah. Deborah's in the ring to seduce Triple H. <clears throat> Jarrett grabs a chair, but China stops him. Triple H hits a pedigree for the win. This was another sloppy match. It just seemed like, I don't know if it was jet lag or they were partying hard the night before or whatever, but yeah, not great. Yes. <clears throat> uh, Cole's backstage with Austin this time. Uh, Austin hates everybody. Uh, D-Lo being your European champion is shown out and about in England. Humorous. Next, you get Outlaws versus D-Lo and Mark Henry for the tag titles. You get a recap of the Henry and China's date and the Outlaws retain. You get a video package recapping the Rock's ascent to the being the corporate champion. <clears throat> Excuse me, Rooney. Sounded like you on the intro. So you get X-Pac versus the Rock for the world title. X-Pac gets three spin kicks in. Rock powders to the floor, gets on the mic and says, enough of this crap, I'm out of here. China and Triple H stop him. X-Pac gets him back into the ring. Uh, X-Pac goes for the X-Factor, but the Rock reverses, sets up the Rock bottom. Triple H distracts the ref and, the ref and China hits a low blow on the Rock. Uh, we get a two count on that roll-up. And we get a ref bump because wrestling. Rock tries to hit X-Pac with the title and whiffs, and then Triple H uses the title on the Rock. Ref comes two on a slow two count. Uh, Rock shoves China. Triple H attacks Rockets at DQ. And it's great because they beat down Rock a little bit on the floor. He gets back in the ring. He gets on the mic, and then they go in the ring and just beat the shit out of him some more. So at least you get a little bit of a pop from the crowd on that. A very long live event. Yep, and we still got our main event, which isn't short. Taker versus Kane versus Mankind versus Austin. Fatal four-way. Shane's your guest ring announcer. Patterson's the timekeeper. Briscoe's the ref. Vince is a guest announcer. Bossman's the enforcer. Vinny Jones is announced because to the attitude ring. era. Yeah, right? You it's can say because wrestling, this. but this is definitely because attitude era. <laughs> it, uh, it, 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 I'd even say the Austin era specifically, but yeah. Uh, Vinny Jones comes down, faces off with Bossman. He shoves Bossman out of the ring. And then Briscoe gives Jones a red card because he played soccer. Get it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this was a typical four-way, no rules. Uh, Briscoe slow counts for it when Austin makes a pen, a pin. Kane sets up a choke slam on Austin. He hits Austin hits a dick kick on him and a stunner. No count this time from Briscoe. So Austin just hits Briscoe, walks right into a choke slam from Taker, uh, who then hits a choke slam on Kane, goes for the pin, no ref. Hebner rolls in. It's only a two count. Austin reverses a tombstone from Kane. Stunner, three count. Uh, Briscoe knocks Hebner out. Austin hits Briscoe with a stunner. Vinny Jones comes back. Gut kicks boss man. Austin hits the stunner on him. And then Hebner lays the boots to boss man to kick him out of the ring. And Austin hands out beers. All three of them get on the turnbuckle. Send the crowd home happy. Main event was fun. Rest of the show sucked. Yeah, pretty so much. Thank you, Capital Carnage. Besides... That and Jacqueline's titties, we will no longer be covering your pay-per-views. Yeah, thanks for nothing, dicks. Well, I think Raw made up for it a little bit at least. Um, Triple H, China, and X-Pac, X-Pac come out to the ring. Uh, Triple H tells the outlaws, hey, we need to know where you stand. If you made a business or business arrangement, that's fine. But come say it to my face. Uh, 
outlaws come out in suits. They're drinking bottled water with their pinkies up. And they call themselves the new corporate outlaws. They bring out HBK, who reinforces he's the founding father of DX. And he tells Triple H, you owe me an apology for gimmick infringement. It's great because Triple H is just smiling at him the whole time. You can tell they're just having a blast being able to work together again, all of them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 I th- and it shows through in, in the delivery of everything. So they jaw back and forth. We get a suck it here and there. HBK says Triple H and X-Pac will face Boss Man and Shamrock tonight. And in anything goes match because Attitude Era. Um, yeah, and HBK and the Outlaws join the rest of the corporation at the top of the ramp. I don't remember this at all. Not going to lie. Well, I may it was, have missed this. It speech. was kind of short-lived, so that's probably why. <laughs> I know, but still, I just didn't even remember this in general. Yeah. Uh, they have a flashback to Heat. Goldust issued a challenge to Jeff Jarrett uh, for a match at Rock Bottom, and Goldust says, if I lose, I'll strip down to my birthday soup. But if I win, I get to see Deborah naked. Seems like a pretty fair trade. Yeah, definitely. Old man balls versus fake tits. Jump on this <laughs> old man. Woo! <laughs> All single ladies. (laughs) Next, you get Jeff Jarrett versus D-Lo. It's announced by Cole on commentary that uh, they extend their uh, well wishes to Jr. His mom just passed away. I guess she won't be watching the show anymore. So there's. (laughs) My mama's. Oh, my mama's dead. My mom's going to be turning in her grave. Oh, when does that show up? Let's see how long until he uses that. Um, D'Lo almost paralyzed Jeff Jarrett with the power bomb. I'm starting to think the more I watch him that he might have been a little more at fault for that whole draws thing. I'm just saying, man. He, he's the 2023 Ridge Holland. <laughs> Sin Cara. Isn't Sin Cara? Okay. Uh, yes, yes, that's right. All right. Anyway, Goldust uh, comes to the ring in a trench coat, and uh, Deborah's on the apron trying to cause a distraction. Goldust shows up, and Deborah looks over, and Goldust just flashes Deborah. And uh, yeah, she has this look of disgust. She didn't really sell it very well. It was kind of disappointing. I kind of had to like go back and watch it again. Uh, but these, the distraction allows D-Lo to get a roll-up for the win. Uh, next, he get a fucking ad for... The new cologne and perfume. And it's the two guys that were always in those fan ads for the pay-per-views. And it's like the Redhead Nick, Kid, Adam, and something else. I, yeah. yeah, I remember them. It's And it's it's just Beatnik Poetry Minute about the Attitude Era. It was fucking terrible. Next, you get the Headbangers versus Gangrel and Edge. Uh, Luna and the Oddities and Tiger Ali Singh and Babu show up. It's a shit show. And Luna ends up murdering Babu. And uh, Luna now has the uh, trademark attitude era mohawk after she got her hair cut off by ICP or whoever did it. I don't know. Mankind's in the boiler room, serenading and talking to and giving positive reinforcement to a stack of folding chairs. (laughs) I really, really (laughs) love this era of of mankind i think it was very underrated or i just missed it completely he was still batshit crazy better and better every week just enough comedy to make it work yeah 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 
Definitely. Vince is seen backstage talking to Paul Bearer with Shane and The Rock. Uh, they want to make sure that, you know, uh, Undertaker and The Rock can tag together uh, as a cohesive unit against Mankind and Austin. Bearer says, yeah, yeah, he can do that. He can do that. All right, all right. Uh, next, you get Owen versus Goldust. Apparently, Owen is unretired. He announced it on Heat last night. He's going to be facing Black Men at Rock Bottom. As you remember, they've been feuding. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Deborah come to the ring, and now Deborah's in a trench coat. She flashes, but Owen's the one that gets distracted, and he gets rolled up, so it backfired. Now, I will ask you this. Uh, did you watch on the cock, or did you watch your rip that you had, your file? I don't like to refer to it as that. <laughs> I recorded it with my VHS tape, and I've been watching it on a, VS, a VCR. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was my my version. Okay. What did they show when she opened the trench coat? Did they show nothing? Or did they show her full frontal and they just blurred it? Or from the no, side? Nothing. It was like from the side. So yeah, all you side. saw it was, was like the trench coat. Thing. Yeah. Okay. I saw the same as you then. Yeah. It looked weird. It was I, I was wondering. set if. to be that way. Oh, 100%. Because that's how Goldust did it too. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, there's that. You're like, I, I got my hand down my pants. I'm ready to go. What the I fuck? I just wanted to. <laughs> Shit. I wonder if his version has that. Can you send you me don't the file? Ha- you don't always have your hand on your pants when you're watching wrestling? <laughs> Next <laughs> Referencing what, uh, what we're going to be talking about very soon. <laughs> well, while you guys had your hands on your, your hands on your dicks on your pants or whatever, I've been doing this. Wow, that's so crazy. I really have my dick on my pants. Uh, or my hand on my dick. That's so crazy. <laughs> Godfather and Val Venus with the hose versus the acolytes. And Godfather gets on the mic and he says, y'all got some fine hose in this town. And he says, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the holiday season. It's the time of giving. I'm going to do something I never did before. I'm going to offer one of my fine hosts to somebody in the audience. King pops, and you hear Cole go, King, sit down. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then they show this one guy has a wad of cash in his hand, and Godfather goes, oh, you, you got a wad of cash in your hand. You got my attention. So they bring this dumpy motherfucker into the ring. And they go, dumpy <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even have like a real sport, like a real hockey jersey on. He's got like the one with no logo and no numbers and nothing. It's just the colors. It's like the one you get at Walmart has the hood on it that you don't want. <laughs> Mom, can I get the Sabres jersey? No, you can get this. But it doesn't even have the logo on it. Bitch, it's good enough. Write it on a piece of paper and staple it to it. <clears throat> and you said this dumpy. So if you could just visualize this, we already had the uh, the rock. His body shape, size, and mustache is the guy that the bears. Like, it's basically yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, he looks just like. But my question is, it was also like, it was Fat Ron Jeremy. That's what I really feel like it looked like, was Fat Do Ron you Jeremy. you really need to add fat to that? I mean, I thought that's kind, of <laughs> that's kind of implied when you're talking about Ron Jeremy. But. Fatter Ron Jeremy. Fatter. Overweight. <laughs> Over overweight. More than overweight Ron Jeremy. But yes, that's. I didn't realize that. That's, that's really funny. Uh, that's like saying fat, that boy. Got it. Understood. Under control. My, my question is this, though. Is this guy is somebody because he looks really fucking familiar, or is it just he is the fatter Ron Jeremy? He's probably a planner, somebody that's in, you know on the inside a little bit. Yeah, I would imagine so. That I, I mean, it looks again, like it your local radio DJ that just drinks on the job the whole fucking time. It kind of almost reminds me of that shady indie uh, 
wrestling coach from uh, Beyond the Mat. Wait a second, is that him? No, there's no way it's him. It's definitely not him. It kind of reminds me of him. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, Godfather says, Bob, you ever been with a hoe? And he seems reluctant to answer that because the answer is likely yes. Uh, and he says, you know what? I'll give you both hoes <laughs> for free all night. And he walks out with the women, and eh, the women were playing it off, so they, they might have actually been pros. Um but beyond all this, Godfather and Valvinus were to fight the Acolytes, who eventually run in. They brawl. It's a no contest. Austin comes to the ring, calls out Taker. The lights come out. Bell tolls. Taker comes down. Uh, I'm sorry. Taker's nowhere to be seen, but his cross comes down from the rafters at the top of the ramp, and you hear a pre-taped uh, promo from Taker on the PA. Taker says, you're going to remain in purgatory until rock bottom, and I will sacrifice you to the Ministry of Darkness. The light, lightning hits the cross, sets it on fire, and Austin, we actually see fear in his face for one of the first times. Yep. I couldn't find it. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the guy from Beyond the Map. It, it, it's going to be a deep dive. I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> Blackman versus Tiger Ali Singh. Blackman wins quick. Blazer comes to the ring but trips. Almost our truth style at the fucking, or I'm not, it's a Titus O'Neil style at uh, yeah. the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Um, Blackman's able to take him out, but then Owen comes in and attacks Blackman. Blazer runs to the back, and that's that. I always like that when we're in the middle of the wars, talking about something 25 years ago. Sometimes we have to dip right back into recent history. Um, on Raw, our truth, again, killed it. He's in the Judgment Day locker room playing with a tiny tube video or tube TV. Right. And he goes, he goes, it's led. And he goes, it's almost flat screen. <laughs> Fuck. He's so good. He's so fucking great. He's so fucking great. Uh, you know what I want? He will never, ever, ever win, but I bet you my ass, you put him in a main event against either Rollins or Roman for the world championship. Just one match on a Raw SmackDown. It doesn't have to be a pay-per-view. Right. For the fun of it, it'll be probably one of your highest rated segments because people are just going to want to see how far it goes. You know he's not going to win it, but goddamn, it'll be fun to watch. Everyone thought Santino had a really good chance at the Rumble one time and Elimination Chamber, so I say I say what you do is during that U.S. tournament, you just have him run out and have him think that it's the 24-7 champion and you just pin somebody in the middle of a match and thinks he won. (laughs) (laughs) Or the night of the finals, he just shows up and be like, I beat 30 other men to get here or whatever. He's just, yeah, he's that good. I just just rewatched the video of him, the promo with uh, Heyman and uh, Lesnar. Lesnar, oh my God! Where he and I'm gonna throw your big, big, big body over the rope, Heyman. <laughs> oh my bad, Lesnar just breaking. Oh, it's Lesnar. I'd like to officially withdraw Undeclare. from the rumble. Oh no, undeclared. <laughs> All right, twenty five years ago. Yeah, twenty five years ago. Mark Henry versus Draws. China comes to the ring. Then she's on the apron. Draws holds Henry up. Uh, but China punches draws instead. Henry hits a splash for the win and is happy that not only did he win, but that China helped out. Next, you get Triple H and X-Pac versus Bossman and Shamrock. Outlaws come uh, to the ring with HBK. Uh, at one point, HBK pulls the rope down, so X-Pac goes flying over and out. 
Uh, chair gets tossed into Shamrock, but Billy Gunn runs in there, takes it. He says, I want to hit him. I want to hit Triple H. Uh, Triple H being held up by Boss Man with his arms hooked. And Gunn hits Shamrock right in the face instead. Outlaws swerved everybody. DX celebrates backstage. <gasps> I didn't expect that. Yeah. Of course, I wouldn't have expected it if they haven't done so many goddamn turns as of late, like when they did the DX split. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like making it seem like we're going to break up when we don't. But with Sean turning on DX, it was at least kind of likely that the Outlaws could have done it. It was funny when they introduced themselves, you know, like, you know, it wasn't, it was like, you know, the corporate road dog, whatever they called them. I I liked it, but yeah, lasted for seven minutes. Yeah, pretty much. It was almost big style or big show style. All right. Austin goes to his locker room. The cameras have been back there all night and Austin finally gets there like, oh, he wasn't in there the whole time. Yeah. Maybe you should have had somebody fucking go check on that. Uh, Austin goes in there and he sees a note from mankind left him some beers, uh, to pregame with And Austin. It was, it was great. Cause you could tell Austin appreciated, but he still called him a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> that was great. Uh, your main event, you get rock and taker versus mankind and Austin boss man and shamrock eventually interfere. They cuff mankind to the ropes taker and Austin brawl taker eventually knocks Austin out, carries him to the top of the ramp where the druids are waiting. They tie him to the cross. You're chanting over the PA from the Druids. Um, They raise the cross, and it's great because Austin is up on that thing, and he's still talking shit to Taker. And Taker's just standing there in front of him with his arms out. Doesn't say anything, but you get a pre-recorded promo from Taker on the PA, and it basically says, the only thing left is to bury you alive. At Rock Bottom, our next pay-per-view. Order on pay-per-view now. I think it's next week. It's our next. Uh, it probably next is because there's a pay per view every fucking week. Don't worry, we don't have to cover NXT deadline. But the, <laughs> it, it's funny because you said how Austin had fear in his eyes uh, right in the beginning. I yeah. saw it in his eyes. I saw it in his eyes at the end too, and while being yeah. up on the uh, when he stops talking shit and he's just looking down, uh, hearing the, the over talking, he's looking down like, God damn, I'm kind of crucified right now. Son of a bitch, I can't get down. <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch, thing, you can't is, crucify is me. Same, is, is that the same exact one they set on fire earlier? Did they have to wait a certain amount of time so that Austin wouldn't get maybe, burned? Maybe, maybe they hosed it down, cool it off. I have no idea. <laughs> they had the budget, so why not? <laughs> uh, it, it was cool. It's funny. Every time I hear you're like the Druids, the... Oh, all I want to do is the oh, righty then. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. It's every time I hear it. I thought you said you were going to go grab your Enya CD, but never mind. Um, (laughs) Was that Enya? My my roommate in college used to fall asleep to that. Oh, God. Thank God I had a life and I stayed out later and I never had to listen to it. Is that the his return to innocence? That's all I remember. Don't they Either way, crap. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Is that that's the one that was in uh boomerang? <laughs> Boom, 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 boom,
fuck, what a good band. I'm going to yeah. go listen to that shit after this show. Let's yeah, great fucking band. Wrap this up. Great fucking band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrap this up, B. Well, we got Nitro. We're going to be here another two hours. Uh, it opens up with Shivani announcing 30,110 as the attendance record uh, for a wrestling crowd in Houston tonight. Uh, and tonight we're going to get Bam Bam Bigelow versus Goldberg in a non-title match. Uh, he can't defend the title until he faces Natch because he has a contract for that. Uh, what a waste. <laughs> in more than ways than one, and we'll find out soon enough. Uh, they show footage of Big Papa Pump beating up a mascot before the show went on air. Goes to the ring yep. with the ref, runs down the crowd, asks for applause for Hogan, who just retired. Yeah, okay. Um, and he says, bow to the new leader of the NWO. He calls out Hall. They had a match on this past Thunder, but they're going to fight again tonight. So there you go. 12 minutes in, we get our splash intro. 13 and a half minutes in, we've seen the Nitro Girls twice and not one wrestling match. Kendall Wyndham versus DDP. The bell rings 16 minutes into the show for the first match. It's a two-minute match. DDP wins. Then we get a vignette on one of the Nitro Girls. It was longer than the DDP match. <laughs> it was. I was like, it's a lengthy It was almost five minutes long. I haven't even seen is she going to wrestle soon? I, I, I don't know. You know, like half of them are dead. They should, do a bond. <laughs> they should do a dark side of the ring on the Nitro Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, next day, Eric Bischoff has been arrested. <laughs> next, you get Norman Smiley versus Prince Ikea. Smiley does the ass slap taunt for the first time. One of my favorite fucking things. It's fucking great. Uh, it's, it was the best thing on the show so far. And Smiley wins by submission. Uh, next, you get Gene on the ramp. He shows uh, Ray and the LWO on Thunder this past Thursday. And Eddie telling Ray, you know, you don't, you got to learn how to sacrifice. I choose Hoovy to be the cruiserweight champ. He's going to get the shot. And uh, Shivani says, well, next week, actually, on Thunder, Ray's going to face Hoovy to determine who gets the title shot. And then Eddie comes out with Gene. He calls Ray a, a selfish little turd. He calls Silver King out. He says, I want you to demonstrate you're worthy of wearing these colors. And he says, okay, I fight. He literally <laughs> He literally said that shit to <laughs> Oh, man. It's not even a joke. It's not. And what's funny is he's like, he really looks like the big ogre dude that's in the LWO. I'm like, he yeah. kind of doesn't look like he fits with everybody else. But a slow. Yeah. Okay. I fight. <laughs> I go wrestle. Larasa. Uh, so next, yeah, we get Ray versus Silver King. Ray still wearing the 6X shirt. Uh, Ray at one point bricks a Rana slash Meteora attempt. It was hard to tell. He he whiffed it so bad, but he eventually gets the win. Uh, Goldberg shown arriving with police and Terry Taylor. He's confronted by Nash, and Nash isn't happy. He's like, what the fuck, bro? I've got a match with you. I don't want you fighting anybody. I want you ready. You shouldn't be having this match tonight. And he says, you know what? I guarantee you this match won't happen tonight. <laughs> I have a bad feeling he's right on that one. I, it's bothering me each week as I watch this. I'm like, you, you just you pulled the gun on Nash, and this makes me wonder. You know, Goldberg has always talked about, well, well, Nash pulled stroke, and because he was booking, he wanted to put the title on himself, right? You've always heard that shit. I, watching this, I'm almost kind of beginning to believe he's not wrong because... Why would you bring Bam Bam in and make him look like Goldberg's biggest threat? And you guys are keeping him apart with 50 security guards weekly. Weekly. And Nash is saying, no, 
that match isn't even happening tonight. You keep putting it off. Your money maker should be these two at the pay-per-view. Instead, you do Nash and Goldberg, and we know where it goes from here with the team. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't line up uh, for me, man. And I don't think Nash Every wanted to put I the title. I was going to say, I don't think Nash wanted to put the title on himself because he had it for, what, a month? Oh, no, no, probably like two, three weeks. Then he just wanted to take it off Goldberg. Yeah. And it's not that he wanted to be the guy. He just wanted to take it off Goldberg. Yeah. Anyway, that was hour one. Shivani says, can you believe it? One hour is already gone. Tenego's already? Bullshit. I skipped through. It still took too fucking long. Uh, we get Wrath versus Renegade. Wrath wins. Then they show Roger Clemens in the crowd with his kids. And then you get Chavo and Disco Dick Nuts versus Horace and Stevie Ray. Disco Doucher comes out and says, I have a big announcement. Why don't you come out here, K-Dog? Conan says, I don't know what you're tripping on. I'm going to drop you on your head if you don't announce it. And he goes, well, big, Ke- big sexy Kevin Nash says, I'm in the wolf pack. And he hugs Conan, and he walks down the ring. Conan's just like, what the fuck? Of all the things I didn't remember that happened on Raw, mm-hmm. I remember this. I remember Disco trying to get into the wolf pack. I sadly yeah. remember this for some reason. Sadly, I do, too. Uh, yeah, not much of a match black and white win. Uh, Nash comes to the ring for a promo, and I swear to God, I saw a young wee man in the front row. I don't know if that was him. I mean, do all midgets look the same, or is that like a thing? Wow, I almost just brought that to a really fucked up place. You should move on. Yeah, I was going to say, I already brought it to a fucked up place. If we don't get canceled with that, I don't know what's going to do it. Um, Nash says, I don't think we have a show. I think we're just, I think we're just... Listen to this by ourselves. I don't think it's even airing anywhere. It's just an audio file I just put on my external hard drive. doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> it's like Creed. It's like Creed. It's like Creed, the office. <laughs> it's a www.creedthoughts.com. It's just a doc. It's just a word doc. I put it on It's a little bit much, even for the internet. Even for the internet. Oh, man. Uh, Big Sexy says he's putting on his gear, and he said, you think you're coming to the ring without me? You're sadly mistaken. This is going to be a three-way dance. I thought he wasn't the commissioner or booker for, like, another year. <laughs> nope. He J.J. Dillon is acting right now. Nash is apparently in charge. Ay, ay, ay. I think the real Kevin Sullivan is no longer around. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Uh, next, you get Glacier versus Saturn. Cat and Ono come to the top of the ramp, call out Saturn. Ono's in a neck brace. Um, Kat says he hurt his ankle getting out of his 75 Cadillac. Gonna make me spill this yak all over this $200 suit. <laughs> nice. Oh, no, causes a distraction. Cat goes for a heed kick, but Saturn ducks it, hits Glacier instead. Uh, but the ref sees that it. it's a DQ. But Glacier, for some reason, gets the win because WCW. And Saturn, not happy, hits a DVD on the ref. Next, you get Luger versus Emery Hale. Luger Did you just wins. say he hit a DVD on the ref? Yeah, Death Valley Driver. That's what the move's called. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not RVD. No, I was like, did he hit him with a, a disc? I knew that in 98, you know, oh, DVDs were becoming the, uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. I mm-hmm. got you. It was probably mm-hmm. gone in 60 seconds. On. Um, you get Jericho versus Bobby Duncan Duncan Jr. Cuts a promo on him, calls him Bobby Duncan Jr. Uh, Duncan gets most of the offense in, but Jericho wins with a roll-up and his feet on the top rope. It actually looked kind of cool. 
And that brings us to hour three. Scott Putsky versus the Giant. It's a squash. Giant calls out DDP, calls him Leatherface. Sick burn. Uh, they have yeah. a match at Starcade. He says, <laughs> this is the best. This is the best promo. Giant goes, you think you do all the banging in WCW? You've never <laughs> seen a bang. I've seen a bang. Hogan's Mansion had a lot of them. <laughs> oh, if you didn't go there, I was about to. I swear to God, that's so good. You want to see gonna banging. Go when we're done, I am pulling up that episode. I'm going to go through my notes. I'm going to find out what that episode is. The Big Beef. Oh, it's the one called The Big Beefy Mansion. Just to, yeah, just to hear that. To just to relive. Just to relive that fucking promo. Oh, my God. It was so funny because so they're like, and this guy's coming to the ring. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. And he's like, Gene, Gene, come here. The mansion. My God. I'm so hard <laughs> about this. The mansion. <laughs> it was so big. It was like five minutes of him just rambling about Hogan's mansion. <laughs> While other oh shit God. was going on, though. That's I know. And people are getting their shit kicked out of them. <laughs> destroying the set and he said and i think he's got like the earpiece he's got it he's got it like to his mouth like this <laughs> i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it as well oh right, god i'm shit, gonna have to actually shit. watch the real promo fuck uh next you get malenko and benoit with arn anderson versus raven and canyon ravens being pitiful again uh canyon comes out he cuts a promo saying he doesn't care but he's not gonna wrestle the odds are two on one well actually arn's here so it's two and a half on one Said, I'll beat one of you three on Thursday. I don't care which one. Might be Arn. Just kidding. He's too old. Uh, he turns around. Arn's standing there. He shoves him aside. And then Arn just pulls out a fucking crowbar. And Cannon gets jumped by the horseman. It worked. My hand is numb. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just don't finish the rest of that while we're doing this. Wait till you're done, okay? <laughs> Man, yeah. Okay, that was really unnecessary. Jesus fucking Christ. Play a bumper or something. So fucking. I don't, oh my what, God. What, what, it was a cheek. I'm sorry, folks. I, I had to. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right. Let's make fun of stroke things, hey, but I can't make fun of the- masturbating. <laughs> Not with sound effects. Stroke people masturbate too. Not right, with sound please, effects. <laughs> horsemen, horsemen stay in the ring with Gene Flair and Mongo join him. It's a promo on facing Bischoff at Starcade. He tells him your dictatorship's about to end. And he puts Houston over. He mentions Paul Bosch, Terry and Dory Funk, the Briscoe Brothers, Harley Race, Dick Murdoch, Dusty Rhodes, Jose Lothario, calls Bischoff a jack-off, and Flair just does peak Flair things. He freaks out on this one. Uh, he goes to give a chop to the camera and realizes it's probably not a good idea. He, he pulls back on that one. Good shit. And then he closed the promo asking if any of the 18 and 20, to 28 actually know it this time. He's like, if you're 12 or 13. Well, they were Houston. She if there's probably grass get away on the 16. field. <laughs> Next, you get Conan versus Booker T. Stevie Ray comes down as you would expect. He the the best part is he he, he does what you expect. He's going to go after Conan to interfere in his brother's match, and he gets the slapjack out and he hits Conan with this fucking really weak shot in the shoulder, to which Conan drops face first on the mat and doesn't move. Isn't it Conan that takes the really 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 hard chair shot from Hogan as well? Nobody takes a hard chair shot from Hogan. 
No, the the one that like he's dangling over a rope and he hits him in the back. It's to, to oh. come. We haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, I think that's probably. Conan takes that one too. Probably. Poor dude. No fault. No fault to Conan's. Yeah, that ain't his. No, that's why. That's why I said poor dude. He's he's got to sell for shit that doesn't even touch him. Yeah, uh, Booker stops Stevie. They argue. Yada yada. Next match. Scott Halver, Scott Steiner, who just fought on Thursday. Um, they both get in the ring. The NWA ref comes out and he's all taped up. They teased it earlier in a scene with Conan. Um, and then Mickey J comes out and just gives the NWA ref a bump. Black and white run in. Luger and Conan make a save. Then the Giant comes in. Then DDP comes in. Because WCW. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mean Jeans in the ring with eight minutes left in the show. Decides that's a good time to interview Bret Hart. <laughs> Bret- <laughs> and we're supposed to be having a world title match, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, no, non-title oh, match. I do have to back Non-title up. match. Or not, oh, oh just, just a match between right. Goldberg and, and Bam Bam. But right. um, I do have to back up on one thing. Luger, st- starting to really support the, uh, it's, it's coming the goatee in thicker. going there. Looks terrible. And I was like, oh, we're definitely with Liz at this point. She's like, I really like a guy with facial hair and he beats the <laughs> fucking shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, the guy that sells you the pills has one. He looks really good. (laughs) Yeah. Gene's in the ring with Brett. Brett puts his arm around Gene, and Gene goes, don't get too friendly with me, pal. (laughs) I fucking love Gene. (laughs) Plus, it's nearly 11 o'clock, so you know he's already fully sauced. (laughs) No, right. Uh, and then Brett, the, the best part of his promo, he goes, you know, I was home with Smokey, my cat. He's my only fan. I knew it was a good day when he jumped up into my arms. I'm like, what the fuck, Brett? What the fuck? <laughs> Sadly, this may be his best promo in WCW again. <laughs> Smokey the cat. All right. Oh, God. So, yeah, you get, our, you get your main event. It's Bam Bam. It's supposed to be Bam Bam versus Goldberg, maybe versus Nash. Nash comes into the ring before Goldberg and jump starts it. Then Goldberg eventually runs in. It's a minute and a half left in the show by the time he gets in and the bell rings. And it doesn't matter anyway because security immediately breaks it up. The fans start booing and throwing drinks at the ring. Good night, folks. Why? Why were they throwing shit? I know, right? (laughs) I'd be really pissed, man, if I was at any event. And they are not, they don't do that nowadays, man, where they announce a match at the beginning of the card or some shit like that. And then that doesn't happen. I'd be very, very fucking pissed. Injuries happen, you know, where you go to an event and you're like, oh, well, this guy was supposed to be here, but now he can't. That's fine. But they were doing that on a weekly basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's commonplace. Why do you think I put timestamps on everything? And I'm like, yeah, there's two minutes left by the time the bell rings for the fucking main event. Oh, there's three minutes today. Do- well, ten minutes. They're letting this motherfucker breathe. <laughs> Holy shit. I think this is an Iron Man match on WCW tonight. They're going 12 minutes. <sighs> well, some things are just funny. Not on purpose, and that's just, you know, some of the things that, you know, we get with WCW. We just have to laugh at what they provide us. However, over the last several months, if you've been a fan of our show, all of you won. I was going to say we have fans. You know. (laughs) Our fan, if you've been listening, you know about the 
love that ODM had with a new television show. And this week, man, we're just going to break down a little bit of zaniness. So, hey, spoilers ahead, and it's our movie-slash-TV show of the week. I think we'll eventually level out. You know, I mean, we've been, we, you know, we're... We were really strong on movies for several years, and then we just started dabbling into TV shows. But I think we're going to level back out after we finish Breaking Bad at one point, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the revisit. The fucking uh, the Apocalypse Now master fucking remake. <laughs> Director's well, Cut. hang on. Look, you know what's really funny, though, is I thought I had it all under control and I could maintain that whole thing within a 30-minute period. If yeah, well, you, you were fucking wrong. go back and listen to the whole song. <laughs> 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 but I go, you know, you have Jimmy McGill, blah, blah, blah. I go, meanwhile, you have Walter White. He's working at blah, blah, blah. I thought I could bring both timelines together within a 30-minute period of 10 seasons of shows or 11 seasons of shows. I did I did not. I did not do it. So it's going to be really tough to do all 16 seasons today of... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, I won't be doing all 16. Look at no. I can't really say spoilers ahead because the show is generally about nothing. Each episode itself tackles one thing. And it's funny because there's many times where they make fun of themselves on it. They're like, oh my God, we're still dealing with that? I've, I've moved on to like four other things yeah. since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but each episode, it's either about gun issues or, you know, being molested. You know, but like they never go back to it. Sometimes, well, some th- some things they kind of do. Oh, like yeah, here's something for you. Yep, yep. Let me ask you a question. This just came up in my own research today. I brought it up to my wife, and she goes, "Yeah, I knew that." Do you know what the Nightman Cometh is about? Oh wow, I never really thought about it. Uh... Uncle Jack Kelly. When you listen to the very first one, when he's singing like Bob Dylan, night man, you come into my room, you fill me up in the night, you lay me abandoned, right? <laughs> and it's about him becoming a man, and it's the night man who comes into him. And it was just funny by the part when they do have the, the night man cometh, the full actual play. Mac the jumps play, on and is right. like, dude, are you hard right now? <laughs> so, but yeah, apparently that's the theory didn't really it didn't Ah. occur to me until earlier today so i thought that's kind of great look i could go episode by episode or season by season like i said it's all over the place but what i am gonna do i thought this would be the best way to break into some of our favorite parts because i know that you're newer to it so it's harder for you to gather up all your favorite moments right and i feel like the best way to do that sometimes is just cracking a little egg the way charlie would say i'm gonna crack an egg of knowledge for you um i'm gonna do quotes some of their quotes, and it leads you to things. But speaking of Charlie, you can't do any quote of him without doing his voice or his screaming. Now, look, <laughs> if you have not watched this show, I need to say this right now. Seinfeld was kind of this way, where it was about four people who are very conceited, right? You know what I mean? And it's only about them. George is all about himself. He doesn't care who he hurts. It's that to a way deeper level of like some scumbags owning a bar in Philadelphia, if you will. And I don't mean that they're scumbags necessarily. I mean more of the fact that they are um, 
what's the word I'm looking for on this? They are just lower class who just happen to. Yeah, yeah, they are low class. So, you know, funny side note. Do you know that D was in Curb Your Enthusiasm? I did, and she was actually in something else. Uh, Don't mock me, but you ever seen the movie Coyote Ugly? No. Okay. Well, she's actually a bar patron at one point when one guy is stripping his shirt off in the movie um, to try and make money back for the girls or whatever. And she's one of the girls in the back going, Take it off! Yeah! So she had like a quick little thing back then. Also, if you have Prime, she's in the new movie with Woody Harrelson on Prime uh, Champions where he uh, coaches a, a bunch of kids who are mentally disabled. And she is the big sister of one of the kids on the team. Good movie. Really, really good movie. So, speaking of Charlie... I like to use I like using his voice. I'm going to use his quotes. But a couple years ago, remember that story I told about on the way back towards New York or whatever it was, and I fucked with that guy with the Starbucks coffee cup because he was mad that it was in a fire pit. He left. I put it back in the fire pit, and then he came back and lost his fucking mind again. No, I don't remember it was that. A couple one. years ago. Oh, oh, <laughs> you, believe me, you we I, I think it was a hidden track story. If anything. Um, yeah, like the dude showed up and was mad that at his fire pit, there was a coffee cup there, like a styrofoam uh, Starbucks coffee cup. And he got mad and went through it in another fire pit and was putting stuff together. And then he just took off at one point. And I ran outside, grabbed the coffee cup and put it right back in his original fire pit and watched this dude lose his fucking mind when he came back. (laughs) This story was a couple years ago. I told you this, but also on the same trip home. Sometimes Walmarts do or do not let you stay in their parking lot with an RV. Right. Some depend. Mm-hmm. You got to call. And I called doing Charlie's accent that he uses when he is like the the oil guy with the 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 cowboy hat. The, oh, you're looking all sorts of good. I called up Walmart. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, y'all enjoy. Y'all have RVs that like stay in your parking lot overnight. I did that one. It, it fucking stayed true to it the whole fucking call. It was fantastic. <laughs> but here we go. We'll dive into some Sunny. Charlie is Charlie Day. Um, you probably know him from Horrible Bosses and a couple other movies that he's been in as, as of recent. But uh, let's see here. I talked about this one where he's putting things together. Bro, I can handle my sedatives when he's mixing <laughs> the different types of bleaches <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> Which I believe is at the high school reunion. It is. Yep. They're in the bathroom. Yep. Yep. And he ends up like passing out like pretty much right away. Um, cat in a wall. All right. Now you're speaking my language. His love for cats. The kitten mittens. <laughs> kitten mittens. <laughs> is your cat making too much noise? Do you, do you think that? You are so stupid. <laughs> The little commercials that 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 they make, like fight milk, <laughs> fight milk, uh, cr- yeah, f- fight like a bird, ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> doing the Randy Orton pose. <laughs> They're trying to line up, and you see the shitty editing. God, that's so good. Um, his his uh knowledge on bird law, just fantastic. <laughs> How about we go toe to toe on bird law, and we see who comes out the winner? How about we don't? You know anything else about uh, law? Mm, filibuster. 
filibuster is fantastic. <laughs> then he runs through the fucking door rather than opening it. Um, this is another really good one. Oh man, you should have seen how passionate he got when I showed him the dick flyer. What? You knew it was a dick flyer? <laughs> yeah. Especially with the veins in it and stuff, man. I thought it really popped. It was really awesome. It's supposed to be a bicep. Yeah. It, dude. Jesus Christ. The, all right. The creativity of the show is mainly done by Dennis Reynolds, which is Glenn Howerton, Mac, mm-hmm. which is... Um, Rob McElhenney. Yep. And Charlie Day. That's mainly your writers of the show. Mm-hmm. And you said you've been listening to the podcast. So you start to hear how they brought these things together and, you know, moving from like a shitty studio, up, moving up to like the big leagues now. And it's uh, it's interesting if you get into if you like the show, the podcast is fantastic. Um, This one's always great when you talk about this. I'm going to you're taking me for a spa day. You keep using this word spa. You're not finishing the sentence. Are you taking me for a spaghetti day? And then when they go to the movie theater, yeah, what's your spaghetti policy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any money. Well, how about I just get a job? Why don't I just strap on my job helmet and squeeze down a job cannon and fire off into job land where jobs grow on jobbies? He is not well-educated. If that's something I can at least give you, if this is helping any of you decide if you want to start getting into It's Always Sunny. I love when they have to explain to them that Pittsburgh is also a city in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but that's like weird for like a state to have more than one <laughs> city, right? <laughs> no, states have multiple cities. But like but like there's Pittsburgh, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> was it the uh St. Patty's Day one? He goes, "Hey, oh, yeah, brought some green paint and uh for the beer and I uh, got a snake." It's like, okay, a couple of questions. The snake, what, what, what's with the snake? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's snakes involved with St. Patrick's Day. All right, love it. Uh, why would we put paint in the beer? Ah, to make it green. Why wouldn't you just use food coloring? Charlie, show me your tongue. Have you been drinking paint? You can't do that. Oh, no, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> I can look at I it. I love when he's like... He- you're not even listening. He's like, yeah, like he doesn't even get us. <laughs> We're talking about you. <laughs> oh. um, one of my favorite scenes is when they're trying to get him to date someone and he breathes in their face and he goes, oh, my God, did you have cheese? Yeah. What? How, how much cheese is too much cheese before a, che- a date? Any amount of cheese before a date is too much. But then what do you do? I'm a, a full on rapist. What? You know, I, I like like Africans, dyslexics, children, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Do you mean you're a philanthropist? Yeah, sometimes the word just gets stuck and I don't say it no good. Uh, something I actually said to you on the show a long time ago, and I'm glad you finally got to see it, but later, dudes, S, U, and your A's, don't wear a C, J all over your B's. <laughs> Wait, me money, good. Vote the Democratic me. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I actually do have that coming up with, with the for Dennis. Speech. But uh, uh, can I stop you though? This word that you're using, jabroni, it's awesome. <laughs> I pop for that one. Love when jabroni gets used. Um, 
You brought this up. That's right. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps out <laughs> of the van. Cut the brakes on their own vehicle. <laughs> Every group needs a wild card. Yeah, well, you never see me wash my testicles either, but doesn't mean I don't do it every Friday. <laughs> it's a great line. This one, I have to. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to rise. I'm going to kick a little flag. going to kick some ass in the USA. Going to climb a mountain. Going to sow a flag. Going to fly an eagle. Going to kick some butt. Going to drop a big trick. Going to rule the world. Going to kick some ass. Going to rise up. Rock flag and eagle. <laughs> I just heard him do that on one of their live shows. Yeah, that's great. He does oh, like a the live medley. shows yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah, he starts playing all of his songs like the, oh, the spider. I just want to tell you all, go, go fuck, fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> He's spitting. He's spitting. He's spitting. That's the cue. This is uh, this is my last one for Charlie. Well, it will first one. Yeah, dude, the 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 bar totally runs on trash. It's totally green that way. Um, that one's hysterical. I love his love for like trash, beating rats. But this one, when he comes in wearing the white so the white suit, I got the good Lord, I got the good Lord going down on me. Uh, you have the good Lord going down on you, <laughs> and then he goes, "Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? That's right. I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God?" <laughs> Was it was it him going oh, back and forth trying to preach to people with Mac reading the the Bible and then Charlie just going yep. off on tangents? Yeah, <laughs> that I love with Mac. Well, with God, anything's possible. So write that one down. <laughs> I like how and, and you know what? Perfect uh, little segue. Here's one for you. I do backflips every single day of my life. When they're in the pool and they're trying to get out, and he's like, "We'll do a backflip. Go on, I've never seen you do one." These shorts aren't white trash. Dennis said they aren't white trash. Look what I can do. Um, it turns out I'm not too muscular and I can't fit through. I'm cultivating mass. <laughs> cultivating mass. Episode, that was almost a whole season, so wasn't it? It what, Dude, he bulked up like 200 pounds in dedication for that. And then when he comes back, he's not a good two. Fuck. Not a yeah, right. Yeah, not a good 200 pounds. <laughs> no, like. Like when he's wheezing, eating the chimichangas. <laughs> What's the one thing that you want right now? Go ahead. Three, two, one. Chimichanga. I don't know. Well, I just want crack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing all Do the Charlie work. I just want crack. <laughs> one crack, please, sir. <laughs> Thanks for answering our call again. Hey, man, that's what I do. Uh, throughout history, the ass kickers have always known carpentry. Jesus Christ, Harrison Ford. Mac is just fantastic, dude. Um, then it just, hey what's up, bitches? The hey -os. I always like the hey that everybody does while walking into the bar. Um, Dennis, I've done this one to you before a long time ago. Let me tell you something. I haven't even begun to peek. When I do peek, you'll know. Because I'm going to peek so hard that everybody in Philadelphia is going to feel it. <laughs> that and the most common meme of him. 
I have controlled my rage, my rage for as long as I absolutely can. And people are like, you know, just walked into work on Monday. It's 10 minutes in. Well, I have contained my rage as long as I can. <laughs> Selling his vehicle. That is not a starter car. <laughs> I'm a golden god. That and I'm a five-star man where he's trying on the dating app. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Goes to the waitress. Will you do? Will you give me a five star rating? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't do the online. What, the, the online. And then she shows a flip phone. And she's like, I don't do the email. You see, it's just email. It's just email. Losing yeah, his fucking mind. Email. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when he's trying out for the Eagles, I have the stride of a gazelle. <laughs> and then just takes the fucking football right to the face. I'm chiseled. I. Uh, all the. When he's in the doctor's office, when Mac finds out he has diabetes, and he keeps calling it diabetes, but <laughs> Mac, he goes, I do these hummingbirds, and although I seem relaxed, I'm incredibly intense at all times. Oh, my God. Uh, Dennis, and I told you, dude, throughout the show, just gets more and more creepy, Psychotic. rapey psychotic they did a whole thing making a murderer basically the whole netflix special and turned it into a whole episode about dennis where he killed his wife and now she's a cat <laughs> wait oh god here's a good one for you hi i'm a recovering crackhead this is my retarded sister that i take care of i'd like some welfare please <laughs> And she has a helmet on and just starts playing with shit. <laughs> That's where... No, that was a, di that was a different episode. There's the one where they're in the free clinic to get the kid the, the DNA test. This girl's like, you got AIDS? I'll suck your dick for $10. Do you see, Jimmy? This is what happens when you don't get a job and you don't have health insurance. You're going to end up like this crack whore right here. <laughs> oh, my God. I, his interaction with D is always fantastic. Like, like I'll cut you up to a million pieces. I always like the God D. Damn shut it, the D, hell! God, God damn it, D. There's a you can find a whole God damn it D compilation on YouTube. It, yeah. It's like 30 minutes long. Um, this is a good one. You know what, D? I don't want to hear about your dreams. Okay, I hate listening to people's dreams. It's like flipping through a stack of old photos. If I'm not in them or nobody's having sex, I really just don't. Oh, here it is. Hello, fellow American. This, you, should vote me. I leave power. Good. Thank you. Thank you. If you vote me, I'm hot. What? Taxes. They'll be lower. The Democratic vote. This is right. You do thing, Philadelphia. So do. The dyslexia of Charlie is fucking funny. I like when he puts it up in the vent in the system, and uh, or the vent system, and Frank's up there with his lighter trying to do it kind of uh, die, die hard, hard style. style. Yeah, and he's reading yeah. it. And he goes, "Jesus Christ, the kid's an idiot!" <laughs> oh my God, when they're doing the uh, oh, I mentioned the the reunion for Dennis. Yo, why do you have all these in the back of your car? It, it's <laughs> fetish it's shit. Fetish I like stuff. bind. I like to be bound. Uh, when they're doing their own podcast. Now, is it true that there are two wars going? There's two wars where he keeps doing, like, the real high-pitched voice when they have uh, Cricket in there. Cricket, yep. I got these thing of lemons. All right, that's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> this one, 
I like to bust out every now and then, especially when it's time to vote. Who am I supposed to vote for? Am I supposed to, for, supposed to vote for the Democrat who's going to blast me in the ass or the Republican who's blasting my ass? You know, it's, it, voting is just one big ass blasting. <laughs> kind of reminds me of the one where the whole episode is about them, like, doing their own thing to support the candidate they're voting for. And they're basically setting it up like they're voting for Trump the entire episode. And at the end, it's not Trump. It's Kanye. (laughs) Yep. That and then when they were, because the votes that got messed up in that one, during the thing or whatever, and they were doing it between McNabb and like Rocky or some shit is the, right. Like put your votes over here and they were playing music. They outside were putting the them over there. Place. That was hysterical. Wait, so you guys were responsible for 3000 missing votes. <laughs> that. And then when Giuliani had that real fucking shit that was dripping down his face, it was Frank's <laughs> yeah. hair dye. It was Frank hair dye. <laughs> God damn. I love that episode it was fantastic. How they turned everything that happened with, 2020 all that shit was awesome um, oh yeah after with the look at if we're going to this this castle you can't have covid so you got to be able you think i can't pinch off a cough <laughs> and he's in the office <laughs> trying not to cough <laughs> oh my god that's hysterical the um, of that are i can't great. believe we haven't brought oh yeah I, I can't believe we haven't brought this up yet but talking about the uh the boat that they buy so first D doing her P Diddy boat dance. And he's like, you look like the inflatable arm family two man at the, the car shop. He goes, I, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to bring one of those to you. I'm going to show you, uh, Charlie finding all the shit that D just keeps throwing outside of the fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah. the boat. And he's like, there's like a whole war, down, like a revolutionary war. There's like horse heads and everything down there, man. There's like a, a baby doll and a brush. I mean, oh my God. Fantastic. But then the, because if the girl said no, then absolutely, the, it's obviously no. But the thing is, she's not going to say no because of the implication. <laughs> Keep using it that like word. She's in trouble. <laughs> you sound like you're not getting it. I'm not. I'm not getting it. Oh my god. Uh, D. I just. She's always just. Hey, oh, what's up? Later, boners. Things like that. She. <laughs> she doesn't have a whole lot of like very quotable things. I feel like. Um. <laughs> The improv. Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> where she just starts dry ga- like dry heaving. Oh, my God. That, that one. And Charlie's hey guys, face where he's what is like, it with people fuck? with cell phones? Are they, are they part human, part robot? <laughs> <laughs> she does it so well. She does it so many times. Like when uh, Pop Pop or whatever wants to have her come sit by her at the, <laughs> at the uh, nursing home nursing or home? in the hospital. <laughs> touches him with her his hand. Oh, my God. It's. She's fantastic at doing that gagging. It's I. She could make me gag while watching her do that. <laughs> um, I like when they go to try to get a gun to prove how easy it is, and she oh gets my denied. God. And they go, uh, says that you were uh, you had a felony once. Well, yeah, one time. Says you burned your roommate. Well, once, <laughs> but yeah, she totally deserved it. She totally deserved it. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I don't know the episode, but. When she tries running out of the store when her card doesn't work and she runs headfirst into the fucking car. (laughs) She actually injured her neck in real life on that, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's some dedication, man. She took that thing really fucking hard. (laughs) That was great, though. (laughs) The better part of the show, of course, is Frank. Danny DeVito. 
he steals the fucking show in so many ways. Um, I like the. All right, well, cover me. I'm gonna roast this bone. Or you know, <laughs> I only got a couple years left. I'm on gonna like the split. Get real weird with it. My favorite. He's, one of my yeah. One of my favorite he, moments. With he is the trash is, man. Like, the trash man. Oh, gonna, where they he is, fucking... he is the trash man for wrestling. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the episode where him and Charlie start scavenging all the dumps and all the dumpsters and stuff. You mean every season? Yeah. Well, yeah. They they focused on it once. The the scene where he's choking at dinner and everybody just looks at him and nobody <laughs> helps him is the best because Dennis has that look of just pure psychotic. I'm not going to help you. I'm enjoying watching you die. But Mac is one of my favorites because his eyes are fucking bugging out, but he keeps doing the shifty eyes like he's looking left and he's looking right. Oh, it's fucking great. Uh, The one where him and his gun recently where he shoots everybody when he goes to the beach (laughs) and he thinks that they're just trying to kill him. And he's like, just do it quick. I like it. It's a smooth move. You didn't do it in front of Charlie. Good idea. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'm in. I am back then. I immersed myself in the culture, tasting the cuisine, mostly doing cocaine. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be buried in a grave. Just throw me in the trash. <laughs> I like when he goes to that new bar and takes over and fucks it all up. The people who like lose their liquor license and everything, <laughs> the, the new gang or whatever. He's the new. What's gang, up, bitches? Yeah. I'm a man cheetah. What do you guys want to do with this? <laughs> Oh, it's great. Rumham, Rumham. Yeah, I love Wilson. They do the Wilson bit with it. Jesus, uh, it's that's exactly what it is. It's the best fucking thing. Um, one of my favorite ones is, and I keep going back to it. Reunion is easily one of my favorite ones. But when he's like, "You guys got to cross that competition, and, you, and uh, if you get be- uh, dealt with a bunch of lemons, you got to take those lemons and stuff them down somebody's throat until they see yellow." God. Damn it, Frank, that's the most coherent thing I've ever heard you say. What should we do? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> well, the, the thing of it is, you got D in her back brace, and uh, Charlie's a rat, and uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> just blacks out, gives them the best motivational speech they could have heard, and then just, that's it. It was done. <laughs> that's it. Nothing left. The one where you get to see what it's like in his life, where they do the... Point of view his point of view doesn't get hit by a car at some point. <laughs> goes up to Artemis. No time to bump uglies. Gets in the car and he goes, God, I hope the gay one doesn't touch me. Talking about Mac. Oh my God. Don't no, touch that's me. The, it, no, that's the one where he goes to Artemis's and they're having like, they're sitting Shiva because somebody died in their family. But he's like on drugs or something. Like it starts kicking in. So yep. he starts hallucinating. He steals the rug. <laughs> Yep, needed the rug so he can get over the fucking... Over all the he fence. knew is he needed a rug so he can get over the <laughs> fence. And it was all just to get Dennis's car back. And Frank saves the day, even though he doesn't even know what he was doing. Um, <laughs> I got my Magnum condoms. I got my wad of hundreds. I'm ready to plow. <laughs> uh, the best eulogy you can give to a girl. Roxy, God bless you. You were a good whore. You serviced me like no other whore did. Not only my crank, but also my heart. And uh, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> to Artemis and the bowling thing. You want to go get sweaty in the bathroom? 
gotta pay the toll troll if you want to get into this boy's, <laughs> boy's hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's boy's soul, and you clearly sound like you're saying boy's hole. <laughs> uh, and here we go. Two just final lines of randomness for you before we cut this one. This is good. My name's Artemis. I have a bleached asshole. <laughs> is that the it's first time you meet her? <laughs> yup. It's a pickup line to a guy in a bar. It's just fantastic. But then we got our other man. The man that was okay. He was a fucking preacher or reverend. He was doing just fine. Priest. And, uh, well, the gang fucked him up. That's rickety cricket. Rickety cricket. There's only... All right, we brought, we, brought you, we brought you a six-pack. Three of these are empty. Well, what do you expect us to do? We're thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck it. I'm thirsty, too. (laughs) The part of the uh, podcast, when he's doing his uh, thing, and he's like, you know, take, for instance, this dog the other day comes over at me. I mean, does my scar look like a dog's vagina? You know, maybe. I don't know. I'm not just going to sit there and try not to get inside the mind of the dog. I mean, that's God's work. Well, I don't believe in God. I don't. Well, not since that whole Chinaman stole my kidney thing. <laughs> uh, the episode where his life would have been absolutely fine. Everything's looking good. His family's accepting him and he's making out with a, his fiance. It's the fucking dog. The dog. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to go in the bathroom and do some crack. Is that okay? Yeah, man, go <laughs> he's ahead. Gonna smoke some PCP. PCP. <laughs> God damn. Oh, it's a good show, man. If you, I mean, look, we have not given anything away. All we've done is just give away some funny-ass lines and no context. That's the best part is these are all no-context lines. Yep. Unless we, we really didn't even touch what the, each episode was about. Um, I will say every time I do go near a, a pier or a dock, all I can think about is down under the dock, like in Jersey Shore, that's where the real magic happens. They go down there and two homeless men are fucking each other. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck you said this place is supposed to be magical. Check out It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's FX, FXXX. Fantastic. Hulu, I believe, right? Is that how you watched yours? Hulu indeed. Nice. Next week, we are back and we are going to have a very specific top topic that both of us are going to do a little bit of work on. Uh, It doesn't have to be a full-blown WrestleMania, Road to WrestleMania, but we are going to book each what we both think the cards should be, night one, night two of WrestleMania. Let's see who gets close, at least how many matches we can get in advance, this far in advance. And, of course, if you want to say, you know, I think this guy wins the Rumble or this guy wins the Chamber, that's okay, but we don't need to have each week of Raw. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, don't worry. Uh, you t- tell that to yourself, okay? <laughs> You're going to want to go grab a cup of coffee on this one. <laughs> we'll be back next week. I Oh, Jesus, yeah, 25 years ago is a pay-per-view. We got NXT deadline. Hey, shit, my birthday's this weekend, man. I'm out of here. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. He's got five words to leave you with for the rest of the week. This podcast, it's so beefy. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. 
Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Go, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I should have cleared my throat. <laughs> Rooney, <laughs> did you? It's like, oh, what a run! Yeah, I was gonna say, tell him, Hawk. Come, <laughs> think I'm ready now. Wow, that was bad. Holy shit! the league fuck god it's so good um I love when show. shiva at the reunion yelled out what what's the guy's name that has a kid and his his wife is in the league i can't, i i'm still learning everybody's names to as a uh oh my god kevin kevin okay and she's like and as he came he yells out shiva blah, 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 and which is funny because he shiva yelled outside of her house that one yeah <laughs> Shiva Kamini Soma Kanara Kriva Kamini Soma Kandakram. Hey! I love that that's how the episode and the season, the season ended ends. with them all singing and dancing. <laughs> and Ruxin's, that. That Ruxin's doing fantastic. the dance. <laughs> he took like her I said, vibrator. I didn't care for Nick Kroll. I did not oh, care about Nick so Kroll great. until this show. I was going to say it's the Carnage de Capital. The Carnage de Capital. I was about to say it sounds like you're ready to be all in Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, that seems to like be the past the cutoff point for me, man. That's that's past the cutoff point for me. No wife, you're single, blah, blah, blah. And don't give me this gun to head boom. I'm saying like, really? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say head, yeah. I, I hmm. Depends on how many beers I've had. Yeah, I I'll take this a, car home. That's Nia Jax. Who's gonna take you home? 
There is a spider, spider, spider. He's deep in my soul, soul. He's lived here for years, years. He just won't let go. He's laying around. He's got a mean bite. Now he's ready to Spit! Spit! Hey, you! What is wrong with you people? 